Alright, hello and welcome to the show. The Wagon Show. The Wagon Podcast. Episode 19. Almost at 20. Wow, halfway to 24? Well, no, yeah. 20, 40. 40. Close though. What are we going to do for episode 20? Um, We could... Hmm. Could make a cake? We could buy a boat. All both good options. Yeah. E- eat the cake on the boat, maybe. Eat the boat on the cake. That's another good point. Um, okay, so we have been, you know, in a weird little time. This is the, like, week of purgatory. Yes, right before... Well, we have the Pro Bowl. This, this is the Pro Bowl week. Yeah, Pro Bowl week, which, which is the worst. I actually liked it. Really? A lot. If we want to talk about that. Yeah, let's. I, I thought it was actually pretty good. Okay. It was basically gym class on steroids, which is kind of every guy's dream. It's true. So, like, what, I mean, it's better than last year when they had real football and no one would tackle each other, and they were like, it was like fake flag football. I'd rather just watch a full-out flag football game. Yeah. The, Why was Pete Davidson there? That part, all those random athletes didn't have to be. There was too much Ray Lewis also. A lot of Ray Lewis. A lot of Ray Lewis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that was weird. The The center was weird. So I didn't watch, like, okay. I, 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 by principle, did not watch any of this. Okay, I watched it. It was like seven on seven, and the center would just snap the ball and then take a knee. Really? So they had an extra guy on defense. And I guess two extra guys on defense because they yeah. had like one, like no one really blitzing the quarterback. Okay. <laughs> and the rules, I maybe I wasn't paying attention, but the rules seemed to be very unclear. Well, Peyton knew him. Peyton was clear. Peyton was mad. Yeah. They also had, um, it might have been Pete, like someone, one of the celebrities just started calling plays. Oh, cool. I was like, all right. Cool. But some of the contests were like, you don't need to do the long drive contest with golf. They did that. They did that. They did. They that. did that for. They did. They did golf stuff for the NHL mm-hmm. All Star Weekend too. Dude, guys don't want to get hurt. No. Yeah. And if you're gonna, that was it. Like, I understand the thing. Like, don't do it. But like, it's more content. Like, why would the NFL not do it? I know. I know. It's more content. And it, it's like fun. It's super fun in theory. But then it's like, uh, my recommendation is like, bring it back to Hawaii every year. Hawaii's in Hawaii every year. Yeah. And then dial in like the certain skills, like the dodgeball thing's fun. Like it's yeah. alright. The flag football thing's like kind of fun. It's like just I don't know. Figure out the contests and then make it solid, and maybe you'll be able to like, get all the pros there. Like t- like uh, Taylor Huntley was that's missing abs- a lot of throws, dude. Bad. It I was bet. Real bad. I bet that is, <laughs> that is, a, that is an all star start. Start. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Huntley. Mm-hmm. That's it'd be cool if you got like Josh Allen there, and he was throwing balls to Tyreek and right. all them. That's but cool. That wasn't. I actually was like going into it. I'm like, this is gonna be awful. Okay. And then it wasn't that bad. Power of expectation. Like, they had linemen catching punts. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. The um the Hawaii thing's cool, because it's like, I think you really do, Night Vegas is great, obviously, but, like, I think you do need to provide a certain, a different type of value. Like, it was always, like, super different and fun that the Pro Bowl was in Hawaii, and, like, the players would go there as a vacation, you know what I mean? Right, so and they're like, wearing the shirts. Right, exactly. It's like a whole, it's like a whole, and you know, specific And they did, like, an a, a award show at the end or something, right? Yeah, there's, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. There was, like, a whole ceremony thing. Oh. Yeah, so that was weird. I saw Pete being like, "Why am I here?" Like he's so clearly like they just threw a bag at him. And be they were like, like Please "Yeah, come they were like, what's your favorite part about this?" He's like, "The guys are super big." <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, and they, he judged the score, and he was like, "It was like a 92. and he was like, "Why are you so low?" And he's like, "I don't know why I'm here." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, like what, what? <laughs> so I mean, respect to Pete for that, but definitely, definitely an interesting little time there. Um, now. You know, shifting our focus back to Boston. Yeah, uh, a little Boston sports update here. The Patriots hire a line coach, Adrian Clem. Saw that. Oregon? Who, yes, Oregon, who also worked on the, at the Steelers. Okay. Um, he was the first ever pick by Bill Belichick, which just keep it, keep it in the family. Please, yep. Keep it in the Silly family. me. I was like, yeah. oh, hey, wait a minute. Nope. 
We got a guy. Which I guess that's what Patricia's job was now. He got, like, downgraded to – or no, he was – because he was offensive coordinator and O-line coach. Mm-hmm. And so then I guess he was just O-line coach after the O'Brien hire. And okay. now this dude's taking his job. So I don't see – I think he's probably counting his days. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I hope. Jeez. That's okay. So um, another in-house yep. sort of. Bruins news. Um, there's possibly talks with the Reds, Red Wings about Dylan Larkin. That'd be crazy. Who is Shane Larkin's brother. And if he could bring as much to the city as Shane did. Are they actually related? No. Okay, I was going to say, they don't look alike at all. <laughs> well, I, I, they could, I guess. I just didn't look it up. Uh, nice. But Yeah, they're, Bruins expected to kick the tires on Dylan Larkin. That yeah. would be... That's a, that's a saying. Dylan, right. Kick the tires. I love that saying. I've never heard it. Really? Yeah. That's like, like, the, like the Clippers kick the tires on Kyrie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, is that like a like you're checking out a car? I still actually don't understand it. Is it like you're checking out a car and you're like like you're looking to buy it? And like, like, oh, that's, oh, that's nice. Those are tires. Those things are full. Yeah, <laughs> full full of air. Because you know what they say about cars: if they have full tires, then nothing else could possibly be a problem. <laughs> yeah, octopus thrower. That's great. You, you know that reference? Yeah, that's a, the the uh, Detroit just loves throwing yeah, octopi octopuses. on the on. Which the I always ice. think it's weird that you have to like sneak in the like you put it in your pants. Yep. <laughs> It's like the grossest thing ever. It's like, are we sure we want to do this? <laughs> I'm risking a disease for this. Oh, yep. Go hockey. Hockey um, town. And in Red Sox news, um, they used a helicopter to install new lights. So oh, that's sweet. awesome. Cool. <laughs> so we can see our team suck more clearly. <laughs> so that's awesome. That's great. Um, yeah. Any more cool little free agent hires by the free agent signings by the Red Sox? No, I don't think so. <laughs> if they did, I don't care. No, I don't either. I, like, I, I'm telling myself that maybe I'll try and care about them but I know it's going to be real hard to care about them when they're bad yeah so it's hard to care about them when they're good mm. so now Celtics there's a lot of things going on Celtics news um there was a tweet today by who was it well Stephen A. Smith was the source oh he, I doubt he true. will recall that tomorrow morning probably but it was like NBA the only person that tweeted was NBA like on ESPN no it wasn't it wasn't that it was like NBA primetime like just oh, a random okay. account but they have like a million followers okay so semi right. I don't know but it was but it was Stephen A did say it on on first day right? oh okay I don't know I didn't see any clips of it oh maybe I, I just saw the tweet but yes I also just saw the tweet okay um, that KD is looking to get moved which doesn't surprise me and that the Celtics are taking calls and then it just said Jalen Brown period I, this would arguably be the worst trade since, well, you could say Mookie Betts, but I'm going to go back to uh, Babe Ruth. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think the Mookie Betts trade is far worse. <laughs> the Babe Ruth trade? No, 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 than this potential <laughs> trade. But No, yeah, this that was a overreaction, but... But still, no, it would suck. It would suck real bad. How do you think, like, Sully down on, like... Boylston Street would like this trade. He would. I don't know. <laughs> Jalen Brown. Some surface level fans though. Would no. Be like, oh my God, Kevin Durant. Not, but no. I mean, like diehard Bostonites would absolutely. It would be the worst idea possible yeah. because Jalen Brown fits the system so well. Fits he's, the city so well. He's arguably like the second, like the best second option in recent memory in all of like baseball sports. Yeah, he's up there. He's yeah, in the conversation. They're like the best sure. duo, and you could argue in all sports. Yeah, that's a conversation for sure. Um, KD hasn't played half a season in like four years, five years. He's a shell of what he used to be, which he's still Kevin Durant. I get he's that. He's great. I'd rather take Jalen. Like Jalen Brown loves the city. He's, by the way, it's like we made it to the finals last year, and we're the best team in the league. Yeah, people are like, by the you could buy a ring right now, but it's not a guaranteed ring. And we're also, not the Raptors, dude. 
also, um, I forgot what I was going to Oh, like, we built this team, and we've just been growing him for years, and we're just going to give it all away for Kevin Durant. Yeah. We should, we, if we're going to do that, it felt like we were going to do that, like, three years ago. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, and Jalen is everything that this city loves in so many. Like, he's yeah. just... He's, he's underrated. I'll give you a quick Jalen Brown please. random uh, blind resume. Okay, blind resume, Jalen Brown, and some other NBA player. Mystery person. Okay. 27 points per game. Both of them? Jalen Brown. Okay. 27 points per game. Okay. Mystery person. Five and a half rebounds a game. Jalen Brown, seven rebounds a game. Okay, Jalen Brown, slight edge. Mystery person, six and a half assists a game. Jalen Brown, three assists per game. Okay, so this person's like a little bit better of a distributor. Mm. They're basically the Mystery same Mystery person, three and a half turnovers. Jalen Brown, three turnovers. Mystery person, 17% from three. Jalen Brown, 34% from three. Oh, that 34% is awesome. Mm. Any clue? I kind of gave you a hint earlier. Um... Like Donovan Mitchell? I don't know. No, this mystery person is Dwayne Wade when he won finals MVP. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> arguably a top three shooting guard of all time, and that was like one of his best years of his career. Yeah. So, that was a, that's a great. And he was, well, the first option, Shaq was there, but like. Yeah, still first option. Yeah. That's a great blind resume. Yeah. That's, uh, there you go. So, I mean, like, obviously, offense is a little skewed, but we're talking about a guy who was the best player on a championship team. So, finals MVP. Right. So, I mean,. Which don't tell Jalen Brown that because maybe he will want to go to Brooklyn or something <laughs> by himself. But but I like I don't even does he we're is at the, really we're at wired the that way? No. Like when hit when has he ever made any indication that he is wired? Never, that way? never. Like, Plus I have a feeling he would not get along with the uh Nets owner. No, no, probably not. <laughs> no, Josiah, yeah. Yeah. Jalen. And Jalen is literally yeah, talk about like a he, he's he's got like a little bit of Russell in him in terms of the social stuff. Mm. And like it's you know, he's got he's very much like I, I need him to stay in Boston. He is everything that the Celtics are about as an organization. Yeah, Jalen Brown also has more points this year than Kevin Durant. So. Yeah. You could you like yeah, I mean he's Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant. I get that. Yeah. But and by the way, we're not the Toronto Raptors. We are not looking for our first, or we are not as de- desperate for a championship as, as the Raptors a random were, franchise. Like in twenty whatever seventeen. Yeah. Like and by the way, we're still the best team in the league. Like, the Raptors needed to do that because they needed to win a championship. We are not going to... Like, it worked for the Raptors. Mortgage, it doesn't matter a couple years from now. Mortgage whatever you need to mortgage to get a championship. Like the Rams did. That's a good decision by the Rams. Good yeah. decision yep. by the Raptors. Wouldn't be a good decision by us. No, we, we don't, don't need yeah, that. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that. Um, so, in, in other real Celtics news, mm-hmm. we are leaders in the Kelly Olenek clubhouse, I guess. Really? Kelly Olenek. We're kicking the tires on Kelly. Yeah, Kelly or Nerlens Noel, which I'd be fine with either. Okay. Where's Kelly's, Kelly at nowadays? Kelly's on the Utah Jazz okay, starting, I thought so. averaging like 15 points a game. That'd be great. Balling. Bring that guy back. You know Brad, and hey, guess who, Brad, Brad is in charge. Brad's a big Kelly Brad Olenek Brad is a guy. college coach, right? Of Kelly Olenek? Yeah, right. Oh, uh, am I thinking Gordon Hayward? Gordon Hayward, Did yeah. Kelly Olenek go to Gonzaga? I don't know. I, I remember he was, I he was a high play. draft pick though. I remember when we drafted him, and I was like, "Oh, I'm pumped about Kelly." I think you, I think you went to Zaga or something. Uh, I don't think he went to Butler. Kind of just like a college. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Okay. Yep. One Yep. So we're, I guess, leaders in the clubhouse there. Okay, that's awesome. I also saw a trade for Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart, which would be ideal scenario because be we would add the wing depth and Isaiah Stewart at center but also like the two most gritty people of all time Isaiah Stewart's a dog yeah I we can we I think we should trade Pritchard so we would that would that would I hate to say it I love Pritchard me too but he said he wants a bigger role next year so he's not going to resign I get that guy out I'm out on Peyton Pritchard I still like him he's a good guy nah we don't need him and I I hate Peyton Pritchard really yeah 
Oh, because the... Yeah, I forgot about, about that. Yeah, yeah. For other reasons. No, yeah, I'm just... I don't think he's a good guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I have questions about his character. Okay. Anything in particular? Well, or? you know, apparently, you know, Emma McDonald is wrapped up under his spell. <laughs> yeah. Get that guy out of town. He's a witch. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. He's a cancer for the city. Yeah, he is. We also have the trade exception from Dennis Schroeder. Right. So we can use I, that. Yeah, too. I still know what that means, but I know that it's... It good. just means, like... Here's some extra money. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought, right? Like, Kelly Olenek might make more money than Pritchard, so we can be like, oh, now the contracts are even. I love using that in my league, in 2K. Um, yeah, Pritchard, so in that Pistons deal, if that were to happen, which I'd be shocked and so happy about because I love Sadiq Bay, but it'd be probably be what, Pritchard, and we'd probably have to give up Derek White or something, right? And, uh, and I would give up Derek White. Yeah, we'd probably give up, like, Pritchard, maybe. One of the young guys, JD. Yeah. Davidson. Yeah, I would um, be, I'd be totally fine with that. That's a trade that I would happily, you know, like throw some pieces at to get some yeah, guys that can well. shoot and I guys that, like Isaiah Stewart, is a great backup big man. Yeah. And the last thing I saw was that um, the Heat are heavily interested in Grant Williams, which we should not be taking calls for Grant Williams. He just really? said he would happily re-sign in the offseason for cheap. Yeah. Like, no, we don't need to. He's the ultimate glue guy, and he would not, I mean, he guess he would work in Miami, but not many places would he be as effective as he is here. Yeah. And I think he knows that, and he just wants to be in, like, part of a winning organization. So just don't, Grant just, you do not need to trade Grant Williams. No. And as much as, like, I guess... Also, Grant, the Heat have no money to even no. pay their own players right no, now. Exactly. So I've heard, like, KD stuff, and it's like, what if they could keep Butler and Bam? Where are you possible. making... They can't even pay Gabe uh, Vincent right no, now. No, yeah, like, where on earth are you yeah. getting that money from? But yeah. he is... We can basically cross off Miami, unless they're giving up Butler. Um, yeah, so that's... I think I, I can see... I can see KD on the, uh, on the Suns. Me too, yeah. me too. I'm sure, I mean, we can... Maybe take a break and then start to go into that because I have you know a bunch of NBA trade deadlines. Stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about we Kyrie. Yeah. Um, so that's Boston right now. Going to be a lot more Celtics here post playoffs, and I'm sure we'll get some Pats free agency news. But yeah, that's where we're at right now. Yep. All right, we'll take a break. Come back, talk about some trades. All right, welcome back. So Kyrie. Thanks Irving. for having me. You're welcome. Um, Kyrie Irving is now a Dallas Maverick. It was uh, Kyrie. I should have pulled the, up the actual trade, but it was what Kyrie and somebody. Marcus Morris. Marcus Markeith. Markeith Morris. Keith Morris for Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. I hit a first. A first in like three two seconds. Two seconds. Yeah, two seconds, seconds. Something like that. Okay, so that's. Um, how how desperation was this trade? This was a big time desperation trade. Historically, those this are was a, this not was, great, by the way. This was a like keep Luca happy trade because obviously he's fine now, but he mentioned that we need to get someone. No, you so could right away. They were like, "Yep, here you go." I I'm not a fan of this trade for not no. I'm a fan of this trade for um for the Nets. Okay, I'm pro Nets in this trade. I'm yeah. actually not pro either team, but yeah. let's hear your side first. Well, uh, if we want to talk about how the Mavericks just sure that was a terrible decision. Mm-hmm. They lost arguably their best two defenders. Dude, Dwayne Finney Smith is a great defender. Yeah, great they, have, defender. they have no defenders. Yep. Um, if Kyrie Irving ruins Luka Doncic, I will personally like uh, imprison him <laughs> for the rest of his life. Yeah, <laughs> it can't happen. No, he cannot. Like they said right now that he's on a rental. Like there's that's the crazy part is like they traded all this couple picks two of their best four players, five players, 
for a one-year, half-year rental. They're like, yeah, we're not going to re-sign him yet till the off-season, so he could easily just go play with LeBron next year. Yeah, that's. Uh, I have a question. Are which like it seems like on first glance it seems like what, but then it's like, are we like is this move? Does this move make the Mavericks better than they were last April with Brunson? Service level, they are better because they have also Christian Wood now. Yeah, right. The team's better, but. I mean that much. They were Western Conference finalists. Kyrie Irving you know I mean? was. Ky- I mean, Kyrie's a starting All Star. Are they better than? Are they? Are they better than Western Conference finalists now? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. In terms of the results. West is not great. That's like yeah, but every chance. But yeah, I don't know. Steph Curry's out for a month. Exactly. Now, like, that's great. And he's like so brittle. All of a sudden. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, they're not deep though. They're. I'll give you their their three backup guards. A, yeah, I have. Do a, you have? I have three a backup little, guards. No, but I have a little gem in the Mavericks who I'm a massive fan of. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have three backup guards for sure. you, and um, their backup point guard, Jaden Hardy. He is six foot three and shoots twenty three percent from three. He was like number three in his class when he was like in sophomore year mm-hmm. of high school. Fun fact. Um, their backup shooting guard is McKinley Wright, who is five eleven. <laughs> And he's played 21 games in his career. Good defender, I bet. And they're all this year. Okay. Frank Nitlakina. Uh, he? Yeah. Who's he? backup, backup, both shooting guard and point guard. He's shooting 21% from three this year. You know who's a guy to keep your eye on, though? Is Josh Green. Nope. That guy plays downhill. He's he's a small forward. And they I just know. They have no depth. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, but what if Josh Green becomes a guy? Dude, I'm just playing That's what we're banking on? No, yeah. we're not. But, so, again, yeah. So, I'm not, I'm not a... This is like one of those weird things where like they did kind of get a lot for a guy that is like probably the least reliable super like really elite player that I've yeah. ever watched, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they did get they got you know the Nets got a guy who can shoot a, a great three and D guy in Dorian Finney Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie who's you know super quality scorer off the bench, yeah, and a pick and a bunch. Well, of he seconds. was he was starting dude. He was their he was right. arguably their. Sec- like their best option besides Luca. Right. So those are pieces, but you know, kind of like they really couldn't get anything more. Dude, but from the Nets? No, 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 no. The Nets couldn't get anything more? From from any other team. They had no leverage whatsoever. Exactly. Kyrie was going to leave regardless. Yeah. They so offered the I guess Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Jay Crowder and a first from the Suns and they asked for three first round picks. So like you're not going to get that from a dude that's going to leave anyway. It would have been like what Covington and John Wall in a pick yeah, from the Clippers? Yeah. Nothing, nothing better. great. So they probably got their best deal. Probably. I semi feel bad for KD, yeah. but he if he, did this to I he did this to himself. And one thing that is pro KD here is if he doesn't leave and like wins a ring with his team, he will totally restore his legacy, and totally. everyone will love him again. Yeah, totally. I have um some anti Kyrie stuff uh, just to take here. I am out on the Kyrie trade. Because, like, let's just, you know, patterns in sports yeah. are a real thing. Let's just take Kyrie's, every Kyrie playoff appearance since he left LeBron. Let me okay. just jog your memory on it. All right. So, 2018, he goes to Boston. Yeah. He's hurt. Terry Rozier just leads the team to an Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, yeah, but they still got to that level with Kyrie. Sure, Kyrie. but I'm talking playoffs. He was not yeah. available for the playoffs. and Which is what this trade's about. This trade is about the playoffs. Okay. 2019, Boston. This is the most baffling display by a superstar mm-hmm. I've ever seen on a team I supported ever where he just like, quit in the yeah. middle like that was absurd so he quit pathetic performance 2020 goes to the Nets he was hurt and he was never like particularly interested in playing the bubble yeah. if you recall that yeah I do um, I think he at one point mentioned like starting their own league that was weird um, it was, <laughs> 2020 was a weird time 2021 
easily the, his best playoff performance since LeBron. Uh, he beat the Celtics um, in the first round and then got hurt. So he was hurt. And uh, but that was, you know, one, uh, four of the seven wins he has he had with yeah. the Kevin Durant as playoff wins. 2022, he was great with the Nets. This was the one time uh, he was actually really great in the playoffs since LeBron, and he got swept by the Celtics in the first round. So this is obviously a playoff-focused trade, and show me where Kyrie has been good in the playoffs since LeBron. That's fair. That's totally fair. The, the crazy thing is, after we smoked the Nets the other night and everyone was chanting Kyrie sucks, I started to feel a little bit of like a little bad for Kyrie. Yeah, I was like, he's doing his thing now. Just like leave him alone. It's it's true because it's tough because he's been playing real good too. Yeah, really. and then I remembered he's a terrible shitbag person, and I hope he never succeeds ever again. Yeah, so yeah, bummer for you, Kyrie. Maybe you should have fucking stick it out for another year. Isn't it so interesting how like every player loves him though? Yeah, like is that fake? I, I mean, he's a Uber dude. No, he's sick. Yeah, he's <laughs> sick. Like he's, he's Uber, and he's a really interesting guy. But in terms of like weird careers, mm. I mean, geez. So this sort of lends us, you know, the thing we were hinting at is like what is going to happen with KD. Right. There's a bunch of options. The Suns thing is what I think is the most likely right now. That's Especially because of the new owner. Like new owner yeah, syndrome. Wants to make a splash. Yeah. He's got some he got some money. KD's available. Like they have the pieces. And they're a team like the West, the way the West is right now, like all these, th- I mean, the Warriors just lost to Minnesota, but like the Warriors and the Suns, these teams that are sort of underachieving, the Timberwolves a couple the weeks Lakers. ago, the Lakers are a little lower, but like but if they, they just have been, a good, they hurt. They can, yeah, if they just have a good two weeks, they're like three, four seed. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, the Lakers were like four games off the six seed, and they were the thirteen seed. Right. So, so it's like there's it's so tight right now in the yeah. West that like if you can just get rolling a little, so yeah. like the Suns or are, add Kevin Durant. Exactly. Like, yeah. the Suns are right in it if they, yeah. if they could do something like that. So, I think the Suns would be a phenomenal, phenomenal option. Um, what what say you? Because I don't really know. I have no I'm, – I'm done sort of trying to guess what is going on in Kevin Durant's head. No, I don't know either. I think he should just stay in Brooklyn. I do too. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is a thing in sports. There's definitely, like, rules against it. But I always thought this when I was a kid. Like, why don't – like, why wouldn't Kyrie just go to the Mavericks for, like, half a season and just re-sign with the Nets? I always thought that all the time. You know who I thought that the most with was John Lester when we traded him to the A's. I was like, like he's just going to come right back. Yeah. Why don't people do that? Because you ruin the other team and you get more people on yeah. your team. It's kind of a little, like, hack. Uh, I don't – yeah. I still, like – that Nets situation is baffling. Like, Kevin Durant put up with him. And Kevin Durant is the definition of a hooper. The thing about Kevin Durant is he's quirky, but – he loves playing basketball. Like no one doubts how much that guy loves. No, he's a court. yeah, he's a big basketball guy. So I'm, I don't know. It's a weird time. I don't think that it's crazy that you don't see this maybe ever. A top four team in their respective conference is just getting dismantled right in front of our eyes. Yeah, They're just falling apart. Like that's what I'm saying. Like last halfway through the season, plus handful, not even handful. Last like three weeks, Kyrie has been lighting it up, and the Nets have been really good and playing yeah. really good defense. Yeah. And yeah. Kyrie's like, that's why it's shot. Like I was actually desensitized to it when it came came out that he wanted out because that's happened like three times with him. I yeah. thought it was like a contract move, and I, but Joe Sy, Joe Sy wanted to get rid of him yeah. badly. I think, mm-hmm. um, but it's weird. It is a bummer. They have a really good team. They have a good team this year. I wouldn't be shocked, like KD and all, and just a good basketball yeah. system. Yep. Because I like, I'm in on Jacques Vaughn. I think he's a much better defensive coach than I agree. Than and I think Steve they Hatch. have a lot of good pieces. Like uh, Royce O'Neal's been playing a lot of good minutes lately. Yep. Claxton, Claxton, great on D. And then you got two dudes um, yeah, who can Dinwiddie, defend, one yeah. dude who can defend, and yeah. then Dinwiddie who can score. Dinwiddie can, def- he's all right. 
competent. Um, they have good guys off the like they still have um, TJ Warren, like who hasn't. Oh, he's on the team. Seth Curry, like they'll probably make some other moves, but maybe not trade KD. And, if Ben know. Simmons can just, you know, that sucks. They're not gonna be able to trade him. He's no. worth literally zero. To yeah. The, league. the um, I don't know. It's very, it's very, very interesting. I, I, but I think like I think KD might. Now he's older, and he'll what get back like mid March, but he might really relish being in that system again. Just being a being the being the only guy with a good system around him that might be that might be interesting for him. But I don't know. I mean, you look back to like that Milwaukee series a couple years ago when Kyrie was hurt, right? Yep. I did. It was Harden. I think Harden was still on that team. So I don't know. It's gonna be weird. And I don't think he said anything, right, KD? No, I don't think he has either. Yeah. So I'm not sure. What are some other big um, things that could happen? Oh, Lakers. The Lakers stuff is interesting. I'm actually. If I'm LeBron, like, obviously it sucks, but I don't think Kyrie fixes all your problems. Oh, no, me neither. This was my other point I forgot to make about the Mavericks. I agree that you kind of had to make a move after losing Brunson and your team's not great this year and Luka's, like, the best player on earth and you can't even win games. You had to make a move. Kyrie was not the right option. There's other teams, like Bradley Beal seems to be available. There's other teams that are blowing it up, like, the Raptors are rumored to just want to trade everybody. Like you can go out and get Siakam and be he'd be great second option, or you could go talk to like the Bulls maybe Demar Derozan, Zach Levine, Vucevic. Like they, there seem to be other quality players on borderline the same level as Kyrie that you could get that are more trustworthy. I I'm guess, totally with you. I'm totally yeah. with you on that. That's why I'm fine with the the uh, Lakers. I think they can still go out and get Bradley Beal, Zach Levine. I saw a thing, and it was uh, it was like this was a very weird first time where like the Lakers fans, Lakers fans, and people who hate the Lakers were bummed that they didn't get Kyrie because like a bunch of Lakers fans wanted him, and then Lakers like haters were like, "Yeah, fucking please acquire Kyrie!" Like that would be a dumpster fire. You know yeah, what I mean? True. Like it was interesting. I think I guess Lakers, that was the same with the Russell Westbrook thing. Yeah, yeah. If like if the Lakers were to acquire a guy like Beal. Who would give you so much more freedom in shooting? Yeah, I think that would be astronomically a better move. If you're gonna do like the if they big can thing, stay healthy, yeah. If you're gonna do the big thing, where giving up the first rounder for Beal, like if you're gonna do that, I think Beal would be Beal would be the guy or Levine, like a guy that can. I think DeRozan shoot. would be a guy. To, uh, he can't really shoot threes, but um, DeRozan. DeRozan I, I would rather Beal, Levine, or DeRozan over Kyrie if you're gonna give. Or up maybe that like first. Freddie V. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, not for that first, though. That's, like, their asset. That's the only asset that they have, really, is that first. Um, Yeah. The 2027 and 2029. They have two firsts. That seventh grader. Right. Yeah, dude. Like, whoever that seventh grader is. Wemby Jr. Yeah, like, unbelievable. The also AD has been quietly been healthy for, like, three weeks. A couple weeks. Is it time to shut him down? No, <laughs> he'll be he'll be hurt in no time. Whenever he plays, he is an MVP. He's so good. He's great. He's an MVP. But whenever he falls down, all the time, and it's terrifying. Yeah. Well, last time he hurt his ankle in the air. Okay. In the air. Yep. He was jumping for a rebound and like went like that on another guy's leg and missed like a month and a half. Yeah. So I, I, it's we're, it's you know we're due. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, so. Things are starting to heat up, though. Devin Booker's coming back tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, tomorrow. Right, right, right. But Curry, Curry's in a weird little spot. Curry's out for a month. Yeah. LeBron is. Uh, LeBron is probably going to pass Kareem this week. Right. right. On probably not 
tomorrow. Both games are on TNT, I believe. Nope. The Thunder game is on NBA TV. Oh, perfect. So why would he do that? That's true. So it's, what is what is it? Uh, I forget. They're playing the Thunder and then the Bucks. Oh. And the Bucks, I believe, is Wednesday on TNT. And the Thunder game is like whatever. Gotcha. So everyone's obviously saying everyone thinks that he needs he needs thirty six more points. Everyone thinks he's gonna pass it against the Thunder and they're bought like tickets for like ten thousand dollars. And in reality everyone also thinks that he's why would he pass it versus the Thunder? I mean he can pass it on national television versus the team that he played for versus the team that Kareem played for with like a skyhook. That's what everyone thinks now. That'd be fun. Which would be kinda gangster. That'd be so cool. Um I have a little LeBron thing. Just as yeah. some LeBron spiel? Yeah. spiel. I'm before we get into this, I'm fully in the court that LeBron is the greatest, and there's no. So I always thought that he would never, no matter like what he realistically could do, because Jordan was just that guy. <coughs> I am now the closest I've ever been to thinking the opposite. So here's just a little thing. I believe that LeBron James is the most unlucky all-time great mm. of all time. Mm. So let's just take you through his career. He has the what most. What about Len Bias? That was pretty unlucky. <laughs> Talk about what ifs, dude. Yeah. You, you put know? that guy on a 60-win team. Yep. Anyway, like that guy's – that was – We'll put him up there. Yeah, definitely. Him and there. LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the most pressure that in any 18-year-old has ever faced mm-hmm. in history, maybe yeah. b- besides like the guy who was like the first one on Normandy. You know what I mean? Uh, like, <laughs> I don't even know, dude. <laughs> you know, like He died and no one knows his name. Right. You yeah. know, like LeBron, everyone would have known LeBron's name for being yeah. the biggest bust of all time. He was then drafted into one of the most dysfunctional sports franchises in my life, in the Cleveland Cavaliers. His uh, his head coach for the first couple of years was uh, the great Paul Silas. Oh, long, long live the king. Then, uh, then he had Mike Brown for six seasons, who's actually like a decent coach. He's yeah. the king's coach now. He's all right, but he's no Phil Jackson. Um, in 2007, LeBron, 22 years of age, LeBron James, uh, carries this Cavaliers team to the NBA Finals. Uh, his second leading scorer was Larry Hughes. Yep. Larry, Larry Hughes, yeah. Uh, after 2009, which was his seventh year, can't possibly do this anymore. I mean, it's it's bad. Larry Hughes and Mo Williams were the best that they could yeah. surround him with in seven seasons. Decides to go to Miami and perfectly, like, sort of, like, perfectly coincides with the media exploding around this time, social media and just media in general. He becomes the most hated player in sports. Yeah, he's the first villain yes. in sports media. Everyone hates this guy. 2010 to 2014, he actually has, like, a really nice stretch of things going right for him and him being relatively lucky besides the villain thing. Gets two championships. He has a, he has the best coach that he's ever had in Spolstra, who's a really great, all-time great coach. This lasts only a total of four seasons, though. And then, you know, D. Wade breaks down physically, and so does Chris Bosh. LeBron sees the writing on the wall, leaves, goes to Cleveland, which is still inept, by the way. And they have a bunch of first-round picks, only one they've hit on, which is Kyrie Irving, because they've been so bad. Uh, And then he, you know, forces them to get Kevin Love. Now, LeBron is at the peak of his powers at this point, and at the same time, on the other side of the country, the greatest... Offensive dynasty of all time just forms. Yeah, because of course yeah. it does. Yep. This is these are not things Michael Jordan had to deal with. No. So uh, and by the way, during this time, his head coach is David Blatt, who uh, who who coached the who coached Maccabi Tel Aviv previously. Yeah, they were good though. They were a good team in in Israel. Yeah, they yeah. Were. 
Uh, amidst this, LeBron manages to beat the 73-9 Warriors in 2016, somehow one of the greatest achievements ever achieved by an athlete. Then Kyrie, which is you know the closest thing he's had to a Pippen up until that point before Anthony Davis, just decides to become the strangest character in sports and decides he randomly wants to leave, so he's left with nothing because he gets a player in Isaiah Thomas who cannot play anymore. No, not cannot play, didn't play. Didn't he's play. Back, he didn't even clear his physical, I don't think. Nope. Yeah. So that's what he's gift, gifted with for that. And uh, yet in 2018, he makes the finals again somehow. Eight straight finals with that absolutely decrepit Cavaliers team yeah. and averages like 40-something in the finals. Well, they had Jetty Osmond. Right, and, and George Hill. I mean... Unbelievable. So eight straight finals amidst all that. Goes to L.A., which is also a mess. This is a very dysfunctional yeah. Lakers organization. He is head coach uh, is Luke Walton, then Frank Vogel of uh, Indiana Pacers fame. Yeah. You might know Frank Vogel. Um, he finally, through his own sheer force of will, acquires Anthony Davis from the Pelicans. Just He made that happen on his own. And then as like everything's really going well, his first steady season in L.A., a global pandemic happens. Right, I remember that. Yeah, you recall. Yeah. Uh, the, the league shuts down for the first time ever. Yep. And they are now forced to play in a bubble in Disney World. Mm. Uh, yet he wins a championship. So now... Mickey Mouse ring. You could say that, but he did it <laughs> anyway. But now he has AD. Again, This is now at this point, probably the closest thing he's had to Scottie Pippen. AD has now since become probably the most injury-prone player in the league. And LeBron is 38 and still averaging an insane amount of points and the best player on his team when Anthony Davis is hurt which is most of the time is probably Austin Reeves and he's about to pass Kareem for the all-time scoring mark amidst all of the things I just mentioned he is going to become the all-time leading scorer in the NBA and he just passed someone big on the assist list uh, it wasn't Jason Kidd I forget who it was but someone big for third all-time assists third all-time assists gonna be one all-time in points yep amidst all of that. Top 15 in rebounds also as a small forward. Right. And so I'm still holding on to the belief that Jordan's the best. But circumstances matter. Jordan didn't have – every every superstar has, like, a couple of these because everyone does. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to get, like, Tom Brady yeah. where everything went right in your career. But Jordan has, like, three of these. I just listed, like, 15 for LeBron. Yeah. So, I mean, it's that's that's the thing that stands out the most to me in terms of LeBron's career. I'm not – yeah, I agree. I don't think there's any case that you could make that LeBron had a, a fortunate career. <laughs> no. Like. Um, but I, I I don't even know the argument anymore for Jordan being the greatest player. Just six for six. Six for six. But if it's not a – if we're talking championships, then it's not Jordan. Exactly. I agree. It's Bill Russell, and we're ta- – it's a team – that's a team accolade. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to say this, but, like, without Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan could have been, like – James Harden. I mean, I, I think his mentality was huge. I don't think he would have been James Harden, but I think he would have been. They barely, they, maybe how many playoff series did he win before Phil Jackson came? No, uh, totally. And Scottie Pippen. And I, th- I think he would have like. I think he would have worked his way to like two. You know what I mean? Probably. But then it's like if you give Jordan what LeBron had to deal with, like yeah, it's a lot. Any a lot. like it's uh, I I pose this question: How many players could have had the success that LeBron had with that hand he was dealt? Any. Yeah, right. You, I think you also have to give other people credit and Jordan credit and other stars credit for sticking it out in their scenario. Like some people are fortunate, but like Jordan, obviously, when he got drafted by the Bulls, they weren't right the greatest team on earth. Mm. And then he was there for whatever eight years before they even like sniffed the championship. That's true. So, I mean, I know LeBron put in his hours in Cleveland, but 
I guess that's fair to say about Jordan, but I don't know. Yeah. I think LeBron's a better scorer than Michael Jordan. That's, I mean, that numbers back you up. I I would, I, I don't know if I'm ready, but. I Jordan mean, has more scoring rings, but he also, or more scoring championships, but he took the most shots out of anyone in the NBA. And yeah. LeBron never has done that in his life and still has a scoring championship. I've always been of the camp that greatest is different than best. Right. And I think that's fair. Like, Tom Brady's not the best football player I've ever seen. I think that's literally Patrick Mahomes. But he's the greatest. Mm. I think Jordan is still the greatest. But LeBron <clears throat> is the best basketball player yeah, to have ever I, lived. I'll say this, too. This has always been my argument. Now that I'm picking sides, I'm going to say LeBron because I've never seen Jordan play a minute that's of basketball. That's also so fair. But there's no way you can compare the generations. Like, everyone that's everyone could – you could say Kareem's the greatest. He's the most MVPs. <laughs> It's by decade. Like each decade has the greatest player, and then the game changes over time. Like you can't, you really can't compare Bill Russell to Michael Jordan or Bill Russell to LeBron because the game changed so much. Everyone says Bill Russell played against plumbers, but what was he supposed to do? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You want him to hop in a time machine and come right. here? Like you blame Bill Russell for playing against plumbers? Right. It's not his fault. So like, if you look at it by each era, it's like LeBron. You could make the argument Kobe for, for Kobe, an hour. LeBron, and Kobe for those. The 2000s, like the 2010, years, yeah. then it was Jordan, then it was Larry and Magic, and then it was Kareem, then it was Bill, and then it was, like, Wilt was in there. Yep, yep, I agree. There's no way to compare that. Because then it's like, uh, like, the way Michael worked, he would have been a great three-point shooter probably now. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, it, it's, well, so I, I just, I that's why I think it's, you know, a more of a nuanced argument to look at, like, things like circumstance. You yeah. know what I mean? In term, and, like, what players did with the hands they were dealt Dude, like if you toss if you toss Steph Curry back in, oh yeah, no, no, I don't think he would be as good at all. Yeah, in like the in what like the 80s? any other era probably because yeah. he would get benched in thirty seconds. He would, I think he'd be. If he, dude, if you took a shot but... four feet behind the three point line, you're sitting out for the rest of the game. Yeah, like I get that he can do it, but it just wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah, perfectly. You know, he he he. You could make the argument had everything go right in his career. Right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. He might be one of the luckiest superstars. Yeah, him and Brady are very similar in yeah. terms of yeah. they they facilitated their their system, but their system was perfect. LeBron. If it like, wasn't for 9-11, we never would have had Tom Brady. So, Really? That game was delayed because 9-11 that, they got hurt, that he got hurt in. Really? So it's, it's always a, there's always the bright side of things. That, that caught me off guard. All right, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna chew on that one. Yeah, and then we'll be back with a uh, special a special guest. guest. All right, welcome back to the show. Yep, we're right in the middle. Yes, we are. Smack dab in the center of the show. Yep, yep, yepers. Uh, we're back with our college football insider, Andrew Gase. Um, hello, sir. How have you been? Yeah, friend of the program. Good. How have you guys been? Great. Just uh, I've been really bad lately. He's been struggling. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah, it's whatever. Give us uh, what's what's been going on in the sport of college football since we've been gone. There's kind of been like a coaching carousel, I guess, especially with Alabama. Now Miami has no coordinators. Notre Dame needs a coordinator. Uh who else? Who else? Who else? Jim Leonard's still out there. The Wisconsin DC. He might go to the NFL though. But I know Notre Dame, I think, just interviewed Joe Brady, who is the passing game coordinator for LSU. Hey, wouldn't hate that at all. Yeah, a lot of people like credit him the success, but he didn't call plays for that team. And the one time he was the offensive coordinator of a team, he got fired. So who uh who called plays for that team? Coach O? Coach O. 
I have no, I have no clue, but it wasn't him. He was, he was just the passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So like he gets a lot of credit. Is it deserving? Maybe. Yeah. What's your take on the Bama coordinator sitch? I know you had a theory. Yeah. Well, I, the more I read on Tommy Reese, the more and more I like it. Like at first I was like, really? But now it's like, if you look at his numbers, 33.4 points per game. He's been there three years. He's been above 30 points every season. And, like, look at the quarterbacks. Ian Book, Jack Cohn, Drew Pine, and Tyler Buckner. Like, that's the epitome of mid. And, and this year, he had to replace a guy who had 1,500 yards and 17 touchdowns in Kyron Williams. Like, and I know they started slow, but he, the starting quarterback, got out for the year, third game of the season. So they had to bounce off to the backup in Drew Pine. Uh, but they went six and one over the last seven with averaging 38 points per game with uh, wins over the number five and number seven team in the country. Or no, 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 no. They beat Clemson and South Carolina, but South Carolina was coming off wins over number five and number seven. Right. That's what I, that's always been my thing about Tommy Reese is like Notre Dame does not have the players that Alabama has, but Notre Dame has been a very competent at minimum competent offense for the last five, six years. Yeah. And I want to say he took over the OC job after they lost McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson. So like their O-line hasn't been like up to par to what it has been. So yeah, it's, he's, he's the youngest coordinator of the Saban era, which is kind of crazy. So that, that that hire came out of nowhere too. He wasn't even they Saban hired him and he wasn't even on campus. He was in Florida. He's on vacation. So yeah, like he's, he just show himself around. Like I was like, no. Interesting. The uh and what's your what's your take on the defensive side of the ball with uh Mr. Pruitt? Yeah, well, Kevin Steele, his resume is a lot, literally. 39 years of coaching, which is insane. He's been to nine different SEC schools. He started started it. Uh, he was the original DC under Saban, so the first one. Yeah, he was the original defensive coordinator at Alabama. He was the first guy Saban hired when he got the job. But he really did his best work at Auburn from 2016 to 2020 when he went 7th ranked, 12th ranked, 14th ranked, 17th ranked. But in 2019, he held that LSU team. Like which is considered like the best college offense ever to only 23 points, which was the lowest they scored that year by far. And then in 2020, it was kind of a bad year, but the head coach got fired. Auburn was dumpster fire. They still are. But uh, yeah, he's, this is his third stint under Saban. He was the, obviously the DC, like I said, play, director of player personnel, but then he was the linebackers coach in 2014. And uh, here are a couple of the linebackers from 2014. Reuben Foster, Reggie Ragland, Rashawn Evans, and Sean Dion Hamilton all played in the NFL, and they were all killers at Alabama. Sweet. They were all – they were gangsters, literally. Yeah, many of them got – yeah, many of them got arrested. Um, did the, uh, so what's up with Jeremy Pruitt? Because I thought – you told me that Jeremy Pruitt was the next D coordinator of Bama. What happened? I just think he hasn't been cleared yet, and I think – this is what I've read and what I've picked up is Steele is the defensive coordinator, but it's going to be Pruitt's defense and Pruitt will game plan up, up until the game. Uh, he'll do everything that the defensive coordinator does, but Steele will eventually call the plays. 
just because so if he, if Pruitt gets hired as a positional coach, then he can be on the field and the sidelines with the team, which is best case scenario. But if he has to go go and be an uh, analyst, he's not allowed to contact the team during the game. So that's probably what's going to happen. That's probably like because I don't know what he's going to be cleared by from the SEC, which is crazy because like everything he did that back then is all like fully legal now. Yeah. So he was just ahead of his time, if you really think about it. Right. Yeah. He was an innovator. Right. Michael and like people yeah. make it out to be like he was like spending like tens of millions of dollars on these kids. It was only sixty thousand. Oh really? It was, like- it, it was it was his money too. It was the money he got made got paid from Tennessee. So what is his uh That's what's his punishment? Nuts. There hasn't been one because he hasn't tried to work in the SEC again. He just oh. went right to the Giants as a deep uh defensive analyst and now you know Saban wants him back which I wish it happened a lot sooner because he would have been cleared by now but but yeah like I was watching the videos that I sent you guys of Steele like getting his defense fired up before the game and like I was just thinking like where was that with Pete Golden he didn't have that like you imagine trying to get fired up to that dweeb yeah he's a dweeb I gotta um I got one <laughs> I got one NFL draft question and then we can go back to college football. Uh what do you say to people that say Will Levis is the best quarterback in the draft? Uh show me where he has shown that. Like his film, he's got good film in 2020 when he had the number one rushing offense in the SEC behind an awesome O-line and Wandale Robinson who was nasty, but 2021 garbage. 2022 garbage like what was the stat i sent you guys it was like he's thrown over 200 yards like eight out of 23 sec games like that's awful he's so bad i hope i hope he is so bad yeah that's what like i I don't get that like they talk like oh well he's good in these situations same thing with stroud like stroud's like oh he can't really play under pressure like when have you seen Bryce Young like not have to like call upon his greatness in games because the situation's awful and he just always executes. Bryce Young's di- great because like Alabama guys, you can say what you want about them in the NFL, even though like Hertz has been good, but I don't. He's you know he's different, but like they don't perform sometimes like the Ohio State guys because they have this like perfect situation around them. But Bryce yeah. Young well, actually didn't. Have... Hertz is an Ohio State guy, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I like Bryce Young didn't have like a perfect situation, so I think that's why he's an exception. Yeah, like, when evaluating Bryce Young, I don't know how they don't turn back to the 2021 Georgia game where like he's going against like every player on that defense is going to play in the NFL. And they're probably going to be most of them are first round picks and like a week before that game, he got sacked like eight times at Auburn. Like he just put on a show. It was like four total touchdowns, 450 yards. Same thing this year versus Tennessee. He's playing probably about 75% with his bum shoulder. He goes out and throws 450 yards. Like, same th- like look what Levis did versus them. I think he had 98 yards and three picks. That guy stinks. No, you know, I was just going to add that, like, none of them are going to get drafted to a really good scenario, I guess. So, like, yeah, I'm interested to see who tries to jump the Texans because I think someone's going to, because I think everybody's going to be wanting a quarterback like the Colts. Right. Obviously, you're going to get one of the three. I, I mean, I like, think they could be like, 
I feel like the Colts are the best case scenario for Bryce Young because it's in the dome. Like the wind won't factor his weaker arm. I actually think the Panthers are. You think the Panthers are going to jump? No, I think they'd be the best scenario of realistic teams that could jump because of Frank Reich. Yeah. I just think the, I think the Colts are just going to be like, all right, we're, I'm sick of this. You would think, but that, I mean, I'm pretty out on Ursay, so I, I don't know. They still haven't hired a coach. I, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, okay, back to college football. Uh, we've been seeing quite a lot of Colorado all throughout this offseason. I'm sure you're sick of it. Uh, what's your take on them just in general? I think there's, their expectations are really high. You got a quarterback that I know he was good at Jackson State, but like how many good players are playing versus Jackson State? And I, I said in my notes, a successful year one would be being bowl eligible because they, they don't have an easy schedule by any means. I Their schedule down, is crazy. Yeah. I wrote down games I don't see them winning. Oregon, USC, Utah, and Oregon State. These are games that could go either way. I called them ifs. TCU, UCLA, Arizona State, and Nebraska. They could go and they play. Court. What? what they could go zero and four in those games you just said, and yeah, it wouldn't surprise 100%. me. I I should have put if they're home or away. Not that that matters because like Colorado's not a tough place to play. Like well, well elevation. I can but, see Boulder becoming a tough place to play though. I I don't know because it can't really get too loud because I don't think their stadium holds a lot. Oh okay. But I'd I'd rather play at like Utah than Colorado. Yeah, Utah's a tough place to play. USC went in there and lost last year. So sniff. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Oregon State, maybe. I think Utah's gonna demolish them. Oregon's gonna demolish them. USC's gonna donkey them. And then Oregon's Oregon State's got uh Oregon State's sneaky this year. Yeah, they just got DJs. Hopefully he can turn his career around. But they still they played like everybody tough last year. I remember they gave USC a good game. And that, like, they got a like couple like cupcake games versus like Colorado State was one of them, Arizona, like just some bums. What um what newer quarterback do you see? I know it's still very early, but do you see being the uh, story come next fall? I would have said Sam Hartman if Tommy Reese hadn't left. Yeah, but. I read this earlier too. That remember that kid? Uh, I think his name's C.J. Carr, who's committed to Notre Dame, the quarterback you talked about. Yeah, he's visiting Ohio State this weekend. Oh, perfect, <laughs> great. But yeah, Ohio State's a big one. The Kyle McCord. I know he's not one of the transfer portal ones, but he was Marvin Harrison Jr.'s uh, high school quarterback. Yeah, McCord's so a that, five star. That right? Connection will be there. Um, another one I really like is Devin Leary. Is he LSU? Kentucky. Okay. Because the one the one year where Levis had his like really big year, that guy left after that uh twenty twenty and became the OC of the Rams, but now he's back. So I like him. Um who else? What do you think will happen with the old Texas quarterback scenario? I think it'll be Ewers. Has to be. I think so. Has to be. And I think that's that's going to be – they're going to be good. They should be. On paper, they're very good. Very, probably the best wide receiver room in the country besides Ohio State. Yeah, I saw they had, they like, have, a top three uh, – or they might have had the best, like, offensive recruiting class this year. Nope. Just a thing I saw, so. No, it was Alabama. 
Oh, who's that? that uh, most, uh, like four stars or something. I don't know. Who's the wide yeah, receiver? Nine, five stars. So. That they got from Bama. Who? Who's the wide receiver they just got from Bama? They got one last year. Is that who? Maybe who's who I'm thinking. But of? he's I already think. kicked off the team. Like he got kicked off at Bama. Aj oh. Hall. Mm, I don't know. I don't. They know. got a wide receiver from Georgia. Georgia. Sounds like a trouble. Yeah. What's his name? Ad Mitchell. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. That one yeah. made no sense to me because he's been like really good in that Todd Monken offense. And he caught a touchdown in every single playoff game that they've played in. And for him to just leave, because he was going to be the guy there. Well, besides Bowers. But I guess with the quarterback turnover and Munkin possibly leaving, I guess that makes sense. But, yeah, the Texas offense should be scary. They got, I think, the number two running back coming in. Uh, Keelan Robinson is still good. Xavier Worthy is a speedster. A.D. Mitchell's huge. You don't know what you're getting with Isaiah Naylor. They still have uh tight end there, uh something Sanders, Jalen Sanders, something like that. And then Ewers. The um Ewers is a wild card because you know he had flashes like when they beat Oklahoma 49 to 0. But then he has the duds like where he did versus TCU, which every, even I said I was like, I thought Texas was gonna kill them. Yeah. yeah you don't know much though, but yeah. Who's oh. uh, who's quarterbacking for Georgia? I bet you it'll be Carson Beck. He's the, he was the backup. He's the one that came in in the national championship. But they got a consensus five-star behind him in Brock Vandergruff, who yeah, he's good too. But Georgia's got their start and center back. He decided not to go to the NFL draft, which is huge. That kid, he is an ass kicker. He's got a great name too. Cedric Von Prahn Gardner. That's sick. Sounds super German. That's cool. That's cool. Um, he wears uh he wears the Rex specs too, the goggles under the helmet. That's legit. Yeah. Like, like, like the, blanket the chip. yeah, blanket chip. Former yeah. Georgia Bulldog too. My last question here. Um, we talk a little Sun Belt maybe. Fun How do we belt. feel about yeah yeah the Fun, fun belt. belt? Um, Grace McCall is coming back for his last year. What do we think? Um, what are our thoughts? I on thought him? he was for sure gonna get like a major Power Five offer, which he probably should have because like he's like the third most efficient quarterback ever. He's only behind uh, Tua and Mac Jones. So I thought, I thought for sure, I thought Bama was going to offer him. I thought uh, NC State, uh, Miami could have offered him. Yeah. He, he, every year um, just seems to get super injured. So I'm kind of worried about him. Plus their coach, their coach coach went to Liberty. They went to Liberty. He went to Liberty. That's kind of a lateral move, no? I know. Like, he could have gone – he got, like, the same amount of money to go to, like, in-conference. Like, Well, that's like Tommy Reese. I think Tommy Reese just took a pay cut. Really? Yeah. To go where? Bama, dude. Oh, right. I was listening the whole time. <laughs> yeah, oh, here's the other thing I read before I came on here. Glenn Schumann's getting linked to the Miami, D.C. job, and I think I'd cry if that happened. What? Yeah, Who's Glenn Schumann? The Georgia guy. That's my guy. Oh yeah, that's been your the one you've been obsessed about all offseason. Yep. I think I'd cry. Why talk about lateral move? Why would you go from Miami to Georgia? Well, he's not he's not the full time DC there. He's the co DC at Georgia. Ah, that would be why. He only makes like six hundred thousand, which is bogus. Because like if you look at like every good linebacker that's come through Georgia, it's because of him. Like he recruited Trevon Walker, uh, what's the other one? Quay Walker, Nicobe Dean, Roquan Smith. That was his first recruit. Stole him from Bama. There you go. The uh the that Miami situation is interesting. 
Yeah, because they have all the money in the world. I know, which and they're trying to get a new facility and all that, and yet yeah, they have no. Do. I wonder what they'll do. I wonder if they go after Kingsbury. Yeah, who seems to just be in like Thailand or Bangladesh or something. Welcome, welcome uh, back. Thanks for having me. Your thing. It's anytime. Yep. Anytime. Here with uh, our one of our correspondents. My the, my favorite person for probably like three years of my life. Yep. In high school. Yep. No, probably like my... indirectly the reason that this podcast is happening currently. Also, probably true. Yep. So, any it's words? Good to see the boys again. Smitty. Definitely, definitely. Smitty, our our teacher for yeah, yeah. Most of high school. Yep. Learned Spent a lot. A few years. Learned a lot. Yep. yep. Good era. More success than Kevin Durant and Kyrie had together, for sure. That's a, the us? same amount of time. Yeah. I'd say it's like equal. It wasn't. We didn't. We didn't do much. <laughs> you guys won the equivalent of like a playoff series. Yeah. Was, so that's. There we go. That's a fair point. We will take that all day. Yeah, that's my little segue to uh, any any takes on the Kyrie stuff that just happened because Kyrie to the Mavericks. Like, what are we what are we thinking about that? You want me to go? You, we already talked about. Yeah, it. we here's really here's about it. my thing about Kyrie. It is it boggles my mind how there are still teams that are willing to give him money. That's just a great yeah, and they like, the craziest part to me is that they might not extend him in the off season. So there's they, no way they're going to extend it because he's going to come in, he's going to do something dumb, yep, and they're going to get mad. Gonna be like, I don't even want to think about what the Nets got from him. They got um, how many? How much did he miss because of the vaccine thing? Like most of the season, a lot, a lot of the season. Then yep. the anti-Semitism thing. Yep. So yep, like all these distractions, he's not on the court. They don't win a championship, and then he leaves. Like. But now, when he plays, he's, like, really good. Absolutely. Yeah. But, the, like, you gave up two, like I said, probably your best two defenders. Great role players, multiple draft picks, and for maybe half a season. That's what I'm like. Did they, like, at first glance, because I'm still in the, you know, like, oh, Kyrie's amazing, you know, because it's hard to sort of, like, wean myself off that. Yeah. But it's like, oh, they got, like, they didn't give up anything. And then I'm like, did they give up too much? Like, did they give up too much for a guy who's, like, probably the uh, best in the world at missing his job like right well maybe Markeith Morris will <laughs> the lesser Morris <laughs> he's been good in the past yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is like Luca wants the ball the offense runs through him so now you bring in a guy who ball wants dominant. the ball yeah. Yeah. like that's why when they brought in Harden to New Jersey I mean New Jersey Brooklyn yeah. it didn't make any sense that end. so like I feel like for the Nets this is the second time in like 10 years that they are digging themselves out of a hole like after the Garnett Pierce trade. You just got out of that. Yeah, yeah you yeah. just got out of that, and now you've done it again. So now you're... It's hilarious. I don't know. It seems, it's like, way too desperate. And yeah. desperation trades are usually don't work out in professional sports. And I feel like Dallas was, like, on the upswing. Like, they had a good young team. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a Mark Cuban This move. really, uh, I know, this really sort of brings back to the whole big picture thing of, like, how much of a mistake was it not re-signing Jalen Brunson? Like, cause that's yeah. and like he's been, there you go. Playing well. And he's been good. He's yeah. been good. And he's basically he's like that's in theory what you're gonna run with Kyrie, right? Is what you have with Jalen. Like so, yeah, probably. I don't know. It's it's like I feel like Kyrie's gonna come in. He's gonna say everything right at first. He's gonna say it's Lucas team. It's Lucas team. And he's gonna play well. And then there's just gonna be that moment yeah, where yeah, he does totally. a Kyrie thing. There's gonna be those 20 games where everyone's like, "Oh, this is this is the this best is unbelievable." Right. They're gonna rise yeah. to like second best on like Fanduel and right. stuff like. And then all of a sudden, it's gonna you know like I so I outlined all of his playoff appearances since yep. leaving LeBron, and none of them end well. They're all either you're hurt or you quit or the and the only time you played really good was last year and then got swept. Right. 
And so that that's the, does he make a team better? Like, yes, he's awesome, but he hurts you in more ways than just on the court. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. That was my biggest thing, the takeaway. Like, if Kyrie Irving ruins Luka Doncic, I will, like, I've never been a fan of Kyrie Irving, but I will personally manhunt him and <laughs> I mean, we could guess. be saying that right now about Tatum and Brown. Like, Kyrie ruined them. Now they're this like he got out just in time for them to yeah. realize like okay yeah. we don't have to deal with his crap yeah. like i mean that that 20 that 2019 team was my least favorite professional boston sports team to root for in my life that celtics team that, no, no, no 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 <laughs> you hated them ever in in our lives <laughs> i i did not enjoy rooting for the patriots this year <laughs> that's fair but no i still think i'd, I'd rather them than the 2019 celtics i hate that team was the horrible i hate it because you knew Kyrie was leaving and, and then especially in the playoffs it was just like a putrid display but anyway all right i guess that's fair what I, would you No, you go i was just gonna say like i i've never had a sports moment where i was so excited excited to have a player come to the celtics and then so soon after that be like that was a mistake yeah yeah like well, i remember saying like, this is the best probably a little quicker <laughs> he played like he, if that guy just had a minutes. chance to get yeah. one game in, I feel like he could have done something. Yeah, that, another what if that was yeah, that's a could have been a count. crazy year that year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the year where the Nike's first year too doing the uniforms, and it was all like every yeah. team was all that one color monochromatic thing. Um, so now, of course, there's rumors again for some reason yeah. as if last August wasn't enough. But Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant, where do you stand on that? I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Durant's one of the best scorers ever, but like, he can't stay on the court. Like, no, we. I said the same. How exactly. many times a year does he sit? Yeah. Like, I I don't see how you could have, like it used to drive me crazy when they talked about trading Brown because you have a guy twenty five. It's getting better every year. Like you can't get rid of him yet. Like no, and I could see people make the point of view like buying a championship, which I guess makes a little more sense for the Mavericks. Maybe mm-hmm. like they have a. If they say they're trying to buy a ring this year with Kyrie and they go all out, like I can see that you don't want to ruin Luca's future. But or like the Raptors with the, Kawhi, yeah. But the Celtics are not that team. Like you do right. not trade all that you've been building for one superstar that's maybe two, like what are you gonna get two years out of KD. He's gonna right. play fifty games a year, maybe. So exactly. And you already have the guy that has good chemistry with the star. Like mm. he's one A, you know, to to Tatum. So like, and Jalen Brown has never. People are ever like always trying to make this sort of claim. When has Jalen Brown given us a, a whiff that he's unhappy in the yeah, current situation? Yeah, he's like always, he's he's always just the best, and he literally like perfectly exemplifies what the Celtics and the city of Boston are about. And KD, as much as I love him, does not do that at all. I feel like you can see it on Jalen Brown's face when they say like um, he's not happy here because it's kind of like, where are you guys like, getting yeah, this? What are you doing? Like, yeah. What? yeah. He's not, yeah, he's never, he's never like, he's not a vocal guy in that way at and, all. He's really just. And on the opposite, like Tatum says nothing but like, yeah, we want to stick together. Like you don't have two stars like this mm-hmm. coming up together. That's yeah, ridiculous. Why would they? Yeah. Yeah, separate. Brown current, like always in like reinvesting in the city to like all of his charity and nonprofit stuff and in around Boston. It's yeah. And to, to, and now like. Again, like the casual, not the casual, I'd say the diehard Boston, Boston sports fan, like Jalen Brown versus like perennially flaky and quirky Kevin Durant. Like that's just not going to work. Like, yeah, I think you'd make a lot of people unhappy with that. And I think you've gotten to a point where you have those two stars and you've built these role players around those guys. Like this is a good team. Like I know some nights they come out and you're just like, how are we losing to the magic by 20? But like 
most nights, those guys, like, sometimes the ball doesn't hit the floor. Like, zoom, 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 right. three-pointer, you know? Like, yeah, against the Nets. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That yeah. Was yeah. Domination. Yeah. That was unbelievable. What's your, um, how, you, how have you been impressed by Coach Joe so far? I love him. I don't understand how he's not the head coach yet. He is it is the weird, All-Star right? Game. <laughs> he's the All-Star Game head coach, but not. But they the, still got that title. Like yeah. that is weird. Inter- is he interim? Technically? Interim. Yeah. yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Which I I tweeted about that, and some dude was like, "Oh, it's so much harder than you think." I was like, "The Nets did it, it already this is, season. The Nets already <laughs> named." Yeah, Jack Vaughn's yeah. the head yeah. coach, right? Yeah. It can't be that hard. No, it, can't. it literally can't be that hard. What if you don't understand the yeah. steps you got to go through? I was like, through. I mean, I probably don't, but He's like, unless that's like Brad Stevens commenting. Yeah. Right. These guys get paid to do that. Yeah. He's clearly the. Like a top, he might win coach of the year this year. And, <laughs> and he's not, he probably doesn't even qualify. Joe Maz. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, too, to see a guy like that come in, like that young, and the players all like clearly respect him. Like, yeah, there's no, it is like, pretty cool. it is pretty cool. I'm worried know. about the defense, too, but that really hasn't. Sometimes I, I can be like, no, I don't know. Marcus but, Smart's been out for yep. a couple of weeks now. I think he's like proven in his absence that he is like part of this big three. He's part of this. Team Very important. Yeah. I think it's crazy how they went through, um, Kyrie, then Kemba, and like they were like, we just can't find that Schroeder. point guard. Schroeder. And like Marcus is just sitting right. I know it took him some time to become this good, but like. He was there the whole time. Yeah. Hilarious. And we all said that too. We were like, as soon as we get an elite point guard. Exactly. And we kept trying. And we're there. And then we're yeah. like, oh, Marcus marches. And we almost, yeah. we were like a quarter away from making it three to three last year. Yeah. That was nuts. We went to the last finals. We were in Boston in the like, the oh. viewing party. Yeah, yeah. That was a. Nice. That was the last ever viewing party, I think, in Boston. Yeah, because yeah. it's a massive brawl. Right, on the, oh, yeah. right yeah. on the church steps. Oh, my God. So he was getting curb stomped. That was <laughs> church steps. Crazy. Right. That's Boston for you. Yeah. But, yeah, um, it was a tough loss. Yeah, it was a tough loss. <laughs> yeah, was a tough loss. Curry. He's you do so hate brutal. him. You still, Dude, didn't we, you hate him back in oh the that was, that would always He might hate him more. Oh. Yeah, he might hate him more. And I, I hope June was a rough month for our friendship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope he gets in like a motorcycle accident. I, that That's, seems hard. Yeah. Like this, you, these are will you at I least admit out. that he's the greatest shooter of all time? Yeah. It's okay. tough not to. Okay. I, part of the reason why I hate him is because I am like so guilty of him. He's like an amazing golfer. <laughs> so jealous of him. Je- jealous. Uh, jealous. Okay. Yeah. Amazing golf. Like he's. Arguably the best like point guard ever. So this yep. is like one of those like third grade like I have a crush on him so I'm gonna be mean to him. No, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that. It's very. Similar. It's Aiden started the debate. No, remember, it's remember yes. in class we would just yell at each other all day. It's Absolutely. because you you cut your teeth on the debate of of Westbrook over Curry back when it was a legitimate conversation. No, yeah. it was, and now it's like not even you've been so proven Wait, wrong. You, over you guys the years. just aren't listening to me. It was that <laughs> year, <laughs> yeah, exactly. all around. Yeah, I didn't believe it that year either. No, you, hey. well, you guys are wrong. So. Right, like it's it, it's it's tough for you to handle like being so wrong over like and being proven so wrong. No, it was that, and then he turned out to be like a superhuman and yeah. I was like well nothing I can well, really no, do now I've gone too far <laughs> him winning it last year yeah. was really yeah that really well I had that on one side and then Aiden telling me Giannis wasn't good on the other remember side remember that still, no he's still on that what no yeah, yeah but he loves him he also him hates now. Jokic oh hates Jokic just because he doesn't like the way he looks. No, because he's like slow and fat. Yeah. Sure, that's he's like, true. very slow. true. He's like, I'm unathletic. I, I don't want him. I'll be. I'm gonna be. I'm never watching the NBA again if he wins MVP. It's like, yeah, yeah I bet. He doesn't watch it anyway. Yeah, no, <laughs> if he's giving that opinion, yeah, maybe right. doesn't. Jokic is unbelievable. What? How do you see the Western Conference stacking up? Because it's sort of anyone's Western. Well, I don't Conference love right. any of those teams. Yeah. They they don't scare me. Mm-hmm. Um, Denver always seems like they're just like a player away. You know what I mean? And they're going to lose in the second round of the playoffs. Like, it just... Yeah. 
what they do. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies. I'd love to see the Grizzlies go. Yeah, you like the my favorite player, non-Celtic in a long time. Really? Okay. Like, I like Ja too. I just That's great. just a, entertainment wise, like yeah. he, like he's got that like Derrick Rose, early Derrick Rose thing yeah. where he just he jumps and then decides what yeah. he's gonna do. And he's like, how but am I gonna get down? Yeah, he. That's what my worry. Every time he jumps, is he's gonna come down and it's Derrick Rose. Yeah. yeah. Have you been following that uh, that whole little situation with like the Memphis personnel guy? Oh, that he almost uh, got shot. Yeah. What yeah. was that about? It was like a red dot on his shoulder. Oh, the laser yeah. pointed yeah. thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Memphis is like just one of those teams where it's like there's always something about them. Like they are just a well, different culture. That would have been a crazy uh, Woj bomb. John Morant got shot in the shoulder. <laughs> that would be That wouldn't help my fantasy team. Yeah. No. Me neither. I have too. would have been like Brian Robinson, though. He'd been fine. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Robinson's beast. The, but like um, Memphis has like guys like Dylan Brooks that just don't care. Like he. Because remember last year he like. Who'd he take out when he was going for a layup? Like he, um, yeah, it was, it was like a dirty play, and then the other day he just punches a guy in the crotch. Like, yeah, that was Donovan dirty. Mitchell. Yeah. I, yeah, usually I'm not a fan of these types of teams, but I like that they're talking so much shit and they like yeah. haven't done anything, which it's is fun. I, it's I'm fun. normally not on that. It's good for the league. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, ha- you gotta. The only like I like that they're talking shit to Golden State because like hating them's almost too easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, yes. but that's like yeah, that's not the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the point is that they're like fun. And they're like a bunch of young guys with no fear, so it's kind of exactly. fun to watch. Like, and talk about like teams that could acquire Kevin Durant. Like realistically, like they have the pieces. They're they're on the short list of teams that would legitimately have the pieces to throw at Brooklyn. That I think Brooklyn that would, would really entertain. Them you know the I mean? Suns, yeah, yeah. Like they actually have a, a good, you know. I also a few love guys. Stephen Adams. Oh, great oh, guy to have on your team. Yeah, just a good, good dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Pelicans also have guys you could throw at Brooklyn. But also, yeah. like, is Brandon Ingram just kind of a lesser version of KD? You know? Yeah, that's what they call him. Yeah, yeah but, mini Durant. but I'm just saying. But how much, how much time does he miss? How yeah, many no, games that's true. does he play? Like, and what's going on with Zion? Zion. Yeah. yeah, but I love him, but yeah, he needs to stay on the court. Is that, that yeah, it is a weird time in the NBA. It's like no one can say. I just feel like that the top four teams in the East are better than any team in the world. You know, like. To- totally agree. Like, that Eastern Conference Championship will be the. That will be the matchup. I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. And then whoever comes out of there, they might be beat up from that series, and the West team might steal it. You know, is that kind of what happened last year. Yeah, yeah. Which maybe. Yeah, that was. <laughs> the last year. What was the Miami crazy. series? Right, that was yeah. just a. That was ridiculous. And that was after the Milwaukee series, so Which that was the, maybe the greatest. That was too much. Yeah, greatest Eastern Conference semifinals ever. That game seven of the Milwaukee series, the greatest gambling day of my life. Really, we were at Mohegan, and we put I put more money than I ever have on that game seven. Because I just felt like this is their game. And they were up by 20, at least 20, the whole game. Like, it was, like, best. you know in the movies yeah. when, like, like everything's blurry and you're, like, toasting people you don't know? Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what it was. Awesome. Like, everyone in the sports book is going like, crazy. That's awesome. It was that's amazing. so sweet. Yeah. Have you been to Encore? Not yet, no. I was just there on Friday. Yeah. Right after the sports book opened. Celtics didn't win. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Not the same no, experience. No, Celtics no. didn't win. That mobile betting is March, right? Yeah, probably, like, mid-March, yeah. early March. That's but that's it. That'll be it's, exciting. The, I don't know. I'm not. Their sports book's not great. Oh okay. But like, how is it not great? Like, yeah. You can't do like same game parlay. Like you can't bet on Tatum to have ten points. In oh, is it like? Brown is that a Massachusetts rule or is that? There? I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. But it's that annoyed me. Mm, yeah, it is annoying. Because there are things I notice. Like if you go to Vegas and then you go to like Foxwoods, like Foxwoods doesn't allow you to do things that they allow in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, there's like, different rules, I guess. But yeah. casinos are casino. It's just. 
That's true. That's right. All right. Greatest um, poker player ever. So that's true. You are. Well, there you go. That's player. another career. Yeah. yeah so. True. Oh, hey. and you can do all these things at the same time. So I could do podcasts while I'm playing poker. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Sweet. Um, all right, we'll take a break, and then when we come back, we'll talk some uh, talk some LA stories. All right, we're back here with uh, a man who has had some interesting life experiences. Yeah. Tell us. So, so you've had some time in LA with the Dodgers. Yeah. In their front office. Yeah. So basically. Oh no. What? Jalen Brown ruled out. But why? Don't. It's not for illness. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not good. I mean, everyone's getting sick. Yeah, it's, that's going it's around. Flu season. Going it's around. flu season. Yeah, Jesus. I'm gonna ignore that. Me too. Um, what's your craziest Dodger story? Also, did you have, did you ever cross paths? <laughs> yeah, it is. Do you ever cross paths with Charles Steinberg by any chance? Oh my God, you did you? Uh, I gotta think about what I want to <laughs> no. say because. <laughs> I'll just say else. yes. Yes, I so did. So he was my teacher last semester. Oh, really? Yeah. Crazy guy. Um, yes. And he was probably with the Dodgers. When so he, he, he left the Red Sox after the 04 series. Yep. Like, he was, like, the genius yes. behind, yeah. like, the in-game entertainment. Um, and he, tr- he came to L.A., brought, like, all his employees with him and tried to kind of – my problem with him is he took the Red Sox experience – and said, let's do it in L.A., and did the exact same thing, and it didn't work in L.A. It's a different market. So that was my issue. He's a really nice guy. Interesting. But, like, after that season, him and every single Red Sox employee that he brought were fired in one oh, swoop. That, that's crazy. One day, like, I was in this, our was, like, a long, like, almost, like, semi-wide trailer, and all of our computers are lined up like this, and all the Red Sox people are sitting along this wall, and then... This guy's phone would ring, and um, security guy would come to the door, escort him down to HR. He'd come back up, grab his things, leave. This guy's phone would ring, saying, and it went down the line. And you're just, are you? And I, was, I was at the end of the I was line. Say, how nervous were you? So we had a guy, a guy that's not a Red Sox guy, sitting at the other end, and like after the last guy went, like he called my phone from his phone, and I was like, you got it. Like this is, they're, are they associating me because I'm from like Massachusetts? <laughs> yeah, right. And I pick it up, and he's like. I think you're safe. I'm like, you're <laughs> no. yeah. That's crazy. Wow. It was insane. Like I've never seen a mass firing like that. It was it was a bloodbath. So when did you when did you get to the Dodgers? So I was there 04 to 2011. Okay. 05 to 2011. So the cool thing is I got to see like that's when like we we got a lot of Red Sox players. Manny, right? Manny, Derek Lowe, Bill Miller, Nomar. All came to the Dodgers. Adrian like, Beltre. Beltre was before me, I think. Oh. Wasn't he? What, what year was he in the Dodgers? Two thousand four. Four was his last year, right? Yeah. Okay, so Beltre, and then after Beltre left, it was a sad couple of years where like our best player was like Milton Bradley. I don't know if you remember him. That's like a real name. Like, real <laughs> Jeff baseball. Kent. Jeff Kent. I made Jeff Kent's retirement video at his press conference, and he cried. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, sweet. Put that on the resume. And he came up to me, and he was like, so you're the one who made me cry, huh? I was like, yeah, sorry, sir. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I've just been looking at your face for the last 12 yeah, hours right. on my computer that screen. That mustache, I've been staring at it. <laughs> and at the end, you caught a little bit of Kershaw. And... So that was a cool to see. Is like, So we would go to spring training every year, and every year we would go, like the first couple of years before he got uh, called up, he would be at spring training, and everyone's like, that's the guy. Like, that's the kid that is going to be, like, the yeah. next Sandy Koufax, basically. Yeah. Like, we have this really cool video of <laughs> his rookie year at spring training. Sandy Koufax came to um, spring training, 
and we have this video of the two of them talking. It's just really cool to see, like, clearly yeah. being like, telling him like, "You're the next, you're the next Dodger great." Is he like massive? He's t- yeah, super I was, tall. I always think super he's like tall. A giant yeah, human. yeah, and uh, large too, thick. Yeah, yeah, thick bone section. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. but forward. like, insane, like that, that, like his curve, like the way he like. I don't know. His curve is crazy. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. whips his arm. So he was fun to see. Um, what was Manny like? You ever cross paths with Manny? So, there? first of all, when he got there, it was like, like, uh, like people make fun of Dodger fans all the time. Like they don't care or whatever. Like I definitely don't think that's true. They do show up late, but it's not their fault because like traffic is so bad. So yeah. Like, Plus that's just the like the. It's it's like, like the, an easy more going, like the island vibe. Yeah. Right, it's just, right, right. Yeah. But. They like there's some diehard fans there, and like especially like the like the Latin population in LA, like it is awesome to see. Like yeah. they go crazy. So like when Manny got there, it was like remember when like Pedro early in Pedro's career in Boston, it was like the Dominican population in Boston, like the stadium was like rocking all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I've been told. Yeah, well, right, yeah, yeah, I remember. Sorry, it, so. but yes, I, I um, know. He's 2002. That's true. Right? Like yeah. that was a long time ago. I forget. Anyways, when Manny got there, it was insane. Um, the only time I got a chance to meet him was the so he was there. He came for half a season, and then he was there the next season, I think. Yeah, something like that. So we went to spring training. At every spring training, we would do like um, filming them on the green screens, just doing like their at bats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he walked in the door, like we were in this like little clubhouse with everything set up, and we were like, "Oh, grab a bat. We're just gonna have you take a couple swings." Like doesn't say a word, doesn't take his sunglasses off. He does three swings, and we're like, oh, actually, you got it. And he just walked out. <laughs> that three swings. One, two, three, and he just left. And we were like, Manny, actually, you got it. Okay. <laughs> and that's it. That's the only time. And he was like, I don't care. Uh, this is, that is, I'm paid to hit home runs, not do stupid swings on your green screen. That's that's such a many so, of yours. Yeah. Can't blame him. That's pretty <laughs> sick. That is so many. But the crazy thing is right after that, um, Joe Torre came in. I forgot Joe Torre was there. Yeah, so, like. And I, as a Red Sox fan, like, all I know about Joe Torre is, like, I can't stand him because he was the Yankees manager. Yeah. So, like, he came in, and instead of doing, like, we had to get him to, like, say messages on the green screen. Instead of doing that, he's like, do you guys mind if I, like, sit and hang out for a while? Like, I'm super tired. So he sat down, and we sat there for, like, a half hour just talking about, like, everything. Like, baseball, like. It was like getting like a master class and like that's, that's cool. So cool. Like one of those times when they, in the moment you're like, I don't want to say a word. Like I know I'm like privileged to be in this moment. And I don't want to mess this up, so I'm not gonna say. Did anything. you have like usable clips of that after? And then or so, after that deep conversation, you're like, Hey, yeah. So now you gotta <laughs> yeah, get up there. That's and, seriously, and it was like this. Now you gotta go out there and you have to say, uh, Let's go, hey, fans. Yeah. Welcome to Manny Bobblehead Night. Yeah. <laughs> Like, sorry, man, this is that's my job. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Torrey, that's crazy. What about that time you uh, interviewed, um, what's his face there, that announcer? Oh, Vince Gulley? Yeah. That one sucked because <laughs> that, like, that was literally the first interview I, I was able to do. Like, Vince Gulley, like, I, growing up here, like, we don't really know Vince Gulley that well. Like, out there he's a legend. So all I heard is, like, this guy's a legend, this guy's a legend, like, and so we we're going to go interview him, sat him down, mic'd him up, set up my camera. Everything was perfect. Lighting, all good. Like, I felt really confident. And then, like, yeah, 10, 15 minutes into the interview, I looked down and, like, had not hit record. And, like, then you reach that point, like, what do I do? Like, do I just say, like, I'm just going to let this go because I don't want to get in trouble right now? Or do I, like, interrupt it? And I just was like, you know, I, 
there's I, so I'm, I'm having trouble with my camera i don't know i don't actually know what i got and what i didn't it's been weird and he just goes like you know what i think i could do it better the second time anyways oh, and i was like you are the man God. thank yeah. you what a guy that's why you're the best yes yeah, seriously yeah. but opposite vin story one night i had to do the keep the score um there's like this computer and you like basically play out the game so it puts the stats on the scoreboard so like if there is a double play, you have to type in like six four three double play. Okay, yeah. Like it's the you're just like keeping the book. Yeah, yeah. So there was a play where it was like, and I don't normally do this. I normally do a different job, so I'm filling in. And there was a, I used to be able to remember the number, but it was like two, three, six, four, like a pickle. Yeah. And then then they threw it home because the guy was going home, and I'm sitting there like six five. <laughs> I can't. And so, like, I, I screwed it up. Like, there's no way I could get it. And then I, I was panicked, and I just froze. And then the next play happened, and the scoreboard says, like, still says one out, and it still says, like, two strikes. And so, I'm like, like the umpire uses that as, like, a guide for him. So, like, he gets up, turns around, and looks up at the press box and kind of gives one of these. And I was just like, ah. And the guy next to me is like, hit this, hit this. And I'm like, I'm hitting. And then my, my boss, like, I'll never forget this, like, came over to me. And, like, I didn't think this guy was strong. He picked me up on my shoulders and tossed me to, like, a three seats over. And I was, like, just standing there. And he was, like, and he got it back. And then as soon as he did, because uh, we listened to the broadcast in the, in the control room, and uh, Vince Scully goes, I don't know who they got working the scoreboard tonight, but he's way off. That's <laughs> and awesome. I was, like, oh, you. Awesome. Like, yeah. I just got called out by Vince Scully on national that's high, TV. That's a, a, a high-pressure job to step the, up for. Oh, to it was insane. For. Yeah. It was insane. Like, I, it was going fine. Like, you know, single, double, really easy. 6-3. But hey, Laguna I, Beach. Yeah. What's Laguna Beach like? Laguna's north, more north than that. I think that's, like... Um, Closer to LA. Close, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it's in between San Diego. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my... That's my that's my, I got my sight set on okay. the beach. Yeah. The cool thing about San Diego, though, is, like, the downtown area, like, where the baseball stadium is, is awesome. It's, like, super clean and nice. Then you can, like, go over the bridge to Coronado Island, which is, like, insane beaches. And then, like, Mission Beach and Ocean Beach. That's right. I was beach. right in Mission Beach. Yeah. That's, like, that's where we used to spend most of our time because my buddy lived, like, on this little alley next to the beach. Yeah, that's where all my buddies literally, they have an apartment. They go to, uh, San, like, University of San Diego. Oh, yeah. You and they have an apartment there. right there. Yeah. And I was just staying with them on their couch, and I was like, this is... Yeah. Bad as good as it gets. You can hear the waves from their living room. Yeah, that's so cool. The place is amazing. Plus SeaWorld. Massive I mean, win. Big win. And the, the best part about it is, is, like, every two businesses is an unbelievable Mexican food restaurant. Like, oh, my said God, insane, dude. Insanely good Mexican. I came back here and I was like, I will never eat Moe's ever again. Right? Like, like can't, can't go oh, back. Like, it doesn't compare. There's nothing quite like an authentic Mexican food restaurant. Like, it just... Like the chips taste different, the tortillas taste different. Yeah, like everything it's, tastes better when they don't speak English. It's just true. That's fair. I almost it's ordered cow tongue one time because I didn't know I couldn't read the menu. Like it was all in Spanish. That's probably would have been great too. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably been awesome. So and yeah. then I almost ate like there's another one thing called menudo. Have you ever heard of menudo? No. So it's um this soup, but it's cow intestines. Okay. And they just, just crush it. They were like, try this menudo. I was like, ah, what's in it? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna. I'll take the there. taco. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. 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 No, I bet it's great. I bet it's fucking awesome. It's, and not only that, but like, is great too because not only is it great Mexican food, but like, the choices you have for types of food is insane. Like, every nationality of food is it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so good. What is, um, what's different about 
the sports vibe of LA and Boston because it is different. Well, definitely how? different. I would say you you can tell right from the start when you get there that UCLA and USC are the professional teams. Like that's yep. that's what everyone cares about. So like that game, that USC UCLA game is huge. Whereas like here, like we have our colleges, but like we don't care about colleges. You know, like we care about the four main teams. So like. It's, and like I can tell you, I, I went to so many sports bars in LA, and like I knew there was like a Dodgers game on, and they didn't have it playing on the TV. Like it makes no sense to me at all. Like that's why it's a weird sports town. Yeah. But there is like Santa Monica has this place called Sunny McLean's. I don't know if you ever. Mm-hmm. Did have you been to LA? Yeah, we, we went, went to, to we, we actually went to Santa Monica. Oh, went to Santa Monica. Went there during the UCLA USC. Oh, okay. Like, basketball basketball game. Quinn decided to go. On rogue in Santa Monica and just explore the town by himself at like it was late. In the morning. I I saw some homeless guy with a gun. I'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was pretty scary. Yeah. But the nighttime's a little different. It was there. nice though. It was great. Yeah, I walked out on like the pier with the amusement. Park yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is cool. It's a it's a crazy place. Like I my first job in LA was a a night PA for the Reba McIntyre show. Which means I would get to their office at 11 o'clock, make a bunch of copies of the script, and instead of, like, for some reason, which I never understood, they couldn't be emailed to the actors and the directors and everyone on the... So I had to print them out and then deliver them to everybody's houses. (laughs) Houses? Yeah, so 11 o'clock I start copying, I'd finish around 1, then I would start... And back then there was no GPS, so they had this thing called the Thomas Guide. It's this giant map book of L.A., like you'll go through it and you'll be following a road and you get to the end of the page and it's like oh. continue on A78 and you're like crap you're like flipping to A78 and then like some roads in LA like if it's like Martin Lane goes to here and then all of a sudden there's a road right here and then Martin Lane continues on the other side of that road oh, but like you can't get there it's like a dead end and a dead end <laughs> so I'm go- I'm like Martin Lane's done I can't go any further <laughs> yeah. so like it's so hard and like so I, that was a crazy, I don't even remember, oh, I remember when I told the story. So like, at like two in the morning, I'm like rolling through down Hollywood Boulevard and like the stuff I saw, Oh, like yeah. at some creep, like I would never, I was like, please don't break down, please don't break down. Cause like, <laughs> I'm dead if I do like, yeah, it was a weird scene out there. And that's where Emerson is. I yes. Think. Yeah, yeah. Emerson is there all like near that area. That's. I mean, it's, it's a there's so much cool stuff over there, yeah. but like not a certain night. time of night, it gets a little uh, yeah dicey. Yeah, that's so interesting. That's yeah. There's like there's just a lot of cool stuff about. I mean, the beaches are like I like the beaches here, but like there, you, the water's kind of nice and warm. The waves. It's also are like big. the sunset, like sunsets on sunset. the west coast. Or, yeah, it's different. You don't, you don't understand why that's cool until you actually see it's one. It's just different. Yeah, I've told people and they're like, "That's eh, just a sunset." Like whatever. Like when you see it disappear over the horizon, it's a lot really different. cool. Yeah, it's so cool. The um, I was I went in the water in March when we went last year. Yeah, not not on my own accord. Okay, but yeah, no. yeah. Um, it but, happened. Uh, <laughs> it was it was lovely. Yeah, it was great. It's where was nice. that? Santa Monica. That was Santa Monica, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, uh, what, what would you rate that beach? Because so, that's the only that, one I know. So we lived so in just a town called Culver City when we first yeah. moved there, which was right next to Venice, which was right below Santa Monica. Is that so where okay. the Clippers are going to be? Or no, that's there in Inglewood. Right, yeah. yeah. But we would drive to Santa That would the beach that we would go to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, I mean, the, the, the beach would be like, have you seen it? Like, the sand is here, and then there's like three miles of beach before you get to, like, the boardwalk. Yeah, like, yeah. it's a lot. A lot of sand. The Hermosa and Manhattan Beach. I don't know if you guys went there, but there she goes. Yeah. But uh, Hermosa and Manhattan were the, the that's where we ended up like living in like those places. 
it's called like the South Bay and they call it like a bubble because no one ever leaves really? and, like once you get there you don't want to go to like the other places right. in LA so that's like the that's the spot that you'd recommend like you can't afford to buy a house there right but well, like, you can you really can't afford anything there. No. good point but dude the Airbnb like we were looking at Laguna Beach air, long-term Airbnb super it's affordable. not crazy I mean I rentals <laughs> would not say super affordable <laughs> by apartments what I don't know what's if it's changed in the last 10 years but apartments in Hermosa and Manhattan were very affordable for like two people like we had some good spots and they were they were fine so yeah. I mean I wanna, Boston's no joke yeah it's probably like the same probably, probably around the yeah, same yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. That's it's just like different because Boston's like that city and then LA is the spread out weird that was city. what I was so yeah because yeah, I was like this place is massive and not cohesive at all exactly just like you could never area. not have a car you'd be screwed exactly yeah Boston's like you can just walk from exactly yeah either side oh we also went on the uh, subway system down in LA wow that was oh you the did grossest thing I've ever disgusting. seen disgusting puke just on the that, floor we might have yeah. hopped on a bad car but that was <laughs> oh bad. my god it was also yeah. was clearly the same it was like the clearly the same cars from like the 70s or yeah something. so that's why like boston is like what you do like yeah. that is like yeah the preferred exactly. mode of transportation apparently not in la because yeah you, like never went no I, I didn't like is it underground yeah yep that seems like a bad idea in like an earthquake place that's a great point that's that a great point <laughs> we we place. watched what did we do that day we watched batman <laughs> Spent three LA. hours of the day, middle of the day, one of our four days, and Quinn watched was, Batman. Quinn wasn't happy with that. I would force them. And then just we hopped on the train and yeah. went back. And then we birded. Or bird, birds were oh. the thing when you were there. No. Electric scooters? Oh, I've seen those. Yeah, Those are sweet. Best. The other cool thing about LA is, like, it was, like, literally, like, a four-hour drive to Vegas. And, like, when I was, like, in my 20s, that was, like, once every two or three months, we would do a weekend out there. Might as well. Yeah. Wow. You're amazing. That close. Like, some of the best weekends of my life, just craziness. Like, anything goes there. It's crazy. Yeah. Just Never seen hours, anything like that. Four hours in Vegas. Yeah, or if you, Vegas, like, want to, like, plop down the 300 bucks or so, then you can take a 45-minute flight, you know? Right. Like, That's true. That's wild. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, I do miss Vegas. <laughs> You've been there since since moving home? Well, yeah, because we, when I first started teaching, EdTV would pay for us to go to the, uh, the big video conference there. Mm. So we would go out for like a couple of days, but I haven't been in a while. That's fun. That's definitely, yeah, definitely on the list. We're going to Europe somehow in like yeah, in March. Against all odds. Against all odds. Okay. So, Wait, in South March? Like, yeah, next March. month, March? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, is it not planned? No, no, no. Oh, okay, it's, okay. It's just barely. Not planned. Okay. It's still in the works, honestly. Are you going like backpacking or are you like. No, our buddies are abroad there and we're just like kind of couch hopping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This yeah, so that but then like we have a connecting flight in Istanbul, and it doesn't make sense though because we're leaving from Rome, Italy, <laughs> and then we're going flying to Turkey. And they just had a. <laughs> I don't know my maps too well, but it doesn't seem like it's no, whatever, yeah. dude. Yeah. There's the cheapest option. <laughs> exactly, it'll be fine. Yeah, it's all an adventure. The seven point eight magnitude earthquake that hit Turkey last night is you know, <laughs> deterring me a little bit. Better now than then. Exactly, that's so true. <laughs> all I can say is like you guys are in the perfect spot, like, and you're doing it right. Like, go see as many places yeah, as that's possible. What, that's, like, I wish I had gone and seen more. Never gonna have that like freedom. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. it's like Twenties is the time. Right. That's, Sweet. Get yeah. to Jamaica. Oh, you've been to Jamaica, right? I have. Have you been? No. Just went. Get to Jamaica as soon as possible. Yeah. That's my other was that idea. my like right before school got out? I was like, I'm going to Jamaica. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Didn't happen because COVID. <sighs> I went like maybe six months ago. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you go Montego or Negro? Montego, Montego nice. Bay State Resort. Nice. Yeah, it's got great. Mickey hammered. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yep. That was pretty much the summary. Not nice. a resort guy, though. Resorts are 
awful. Like an all-inclusive kind of place? Yeah, which you, is obviously sweet. Like Right, but you're not getting the true island feel no. if you go. Yeah. Like, you could be anywhere. Yeah, it's just the same thing for a week straight. Is not yeah. and it's really with your family. Like with the family, yeah. love them. But right, like, yeah, right, of course. Yeah. A week with anyone doing right. the same exact thing <laughs> right. is yeah. a week with anyone. Yeah, it's right. it's too yeah. much. That's yeah. so true. I t- I didn't. I told you the only <laughs> thing that happened with me and Vanilla Ice is I walked up to him. I said, "Can we please use your microphone?" And he said, "Nah." And we just walk away. <laughs> that's, that's it. So that's it. Nah, like, that's nah. so cool. Put that on a quote. That's yeah. Manny Ramirez. Yes, yeah, Manny Ramirez Parks. Best, best, best friends. <laughs> Dude, and that, that and so that's my three worst celebrity encounters. Actually, I have four. But the the first one was the draw a blank. Anyways, that one and then Nomar. Like when he first got there, I sat him down to do an interview. And I was setting everything up, and like it was just me and him. We were out and on spring training. It was sun's beating down, like super hot. And I was like, I gotta say something. Like this is getting awkward. Like it's just me and him. And the other guy doing the interview hadn't come yet. So I was like, Sorry, we got you out here on the hottest day of the year. And he just goes, and he looks down. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Do I now go? Like I'm from Boston. Like really appreciate what you gave to the city. Yeah. And I was like, Nope, not gonna do it. Yeah, and I just stood can't. there like this. You can't. That's awful. No, I could tell he oh. wanted nothing to do with That's me. That's awful. We're the only two people. Sitting. There's no one within earshot. Like, yeah, you're in left. We center. should be having a conversation. <laughs> like it's Nomar too. He's yeah. an icon. I, dude. Seriously, and I want. Oh. I just wanted to be like, listen. I didn't want to like be like a fanboy. I just wanted to be like, mm-hmm. hey, really, like you, you provided me lots of good memories. Yes. So, like thank you. Yeah. But I, I couldn't bring myself to say it. Do That's you have any like? What's your like one favorite memory with like a celebrity? Well, did I ever tell you guys the, the Coolio story? You know the rapper so. Coolio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gase brought him up. Yeah, Gase said that he texted you after he like Coolio he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, nice guy. Good, good, yeah. good guy. Yeah. <laughs> so the exact person I want to hear from after Coolio died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, this is a crazy story. Like I, I like it sounds kind of unbelievable because like I can't remember all the parts and so there's probably some holes in it. So me and my friend, the guy that I live in LA, lived in LA with. Like my buddy, like the, the, dude the I, co-rapper of Badass Mamma Jam. I interviewed him, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Super cool guy. So we were flying back from Boston, back to California, and we had a layover in Minnesota. We didn't know this, but there was a charity, like, celebrity basketball game in Minnesota. And all these, like, celebrities were in the airport. And so we noticed a couple. Like, the first one I saw was, you know, like, Steve Urkel. Yeah, of course. Oh, hard to miss. So, like, yeah. Steve Urkel was there. So I was like, holy crap, it's, it's Urkel. And then... <laughs> <laughs> then um, the seven that seventy show had just kind of started. Uh-huh. So okay. Ashton Kutcher and um, the dude with the curly hair that I think uh, recently Tanner. raped someone. Yeah. Oh, oh sweet. Yeah. Oh. oh I forgot no, to talk about that Eagles lineman. Yeah, that was a big story. Anyway, oh yeah. Not Topher yeah, Grace. Yeah. Though, like, it wasn't. Like, to, it's yeah, like the guy with the curly yeah. hide. I know yeah, hide. Talking. He was there. Um, there was like a rapper from the '90s, Young MC. The guy sings Busta Move. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. there. Um, and Coolio. And a couple other people that I just can't remember. And, like, um, we were sitting in the airport, and this girl was sitting next to us. And my friend was talking to her. Like, kind of, they were kind of, like, hitting it off, like, talking. And then as they were talking, this guy comes up to us. And he goes, excuse me, talking to the girl. He's like, um, you know who that is over there? And she's like, she she was one of those girls that you could tell was, like, so dumb but, like, pretty. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, right, she right, just right. didn't know. She was oblivious to what was going on. Of course. She's like, no, who is that? And he's like, it's Coolio, you know, the rapper Coolio. And she's like, she kind of gave my friend a look like, you know who Coolio is? Like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah. 
So he's like, Coolio would love to have you come over and spend some time with him. Oh. And uh, so he did that move where he sent his buddy over. That is so sick. So the girl's like, oh, tell him thank you. Like, I'm just talking to him right now, but I'll come over in a little bit. And like, so when he left, she just turned to us. She's like, Coolio that's oh so sick. And we were like, you never heard like Gangster's Paradise or yeah. like whatever. She's like, no. And I, I can't remember. Like we talked to her a little bit and she's like, I think I'm going to go over. And we're like, okay. Yeah. Like clearly like she's like, they're famous. Okay. They're cooler than you. Yeah. So she went over there for a while and uh, she came back and she's like, um, she's like, oh, he was so nice. Like he invited me to his beach house. Like, and we were like, oh, well. Yeah, I mean, that's cool, like, whatever. Nice. And well, my friend was kind of, like, determined. He was like, I'm going to now beat Coolio. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get this girl. Yep. So he started, like, um, it was back in the day, like, Southwest Airlines. Like, they had, um, like, you could sit wherever you wanted. Like, it's, like, um, open seating. Yeah, right. You just did Not sections. Right? First come, first serve. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the two of them sat next to each other. Um, Shafted you. I was, I, I was like, I was like, listen, I'm not messing with Coolio. Yeah, you can right. have her. Right, I, this right, isn't my, right. this isn't my game. Right. And uh, so they're talking on the flight, and then during the flight, that guy comes back, like Coolio would love to have you come spend some time in first class. So she's like, I've never been in first class. I'm yeah, going. Yeah. He's like, I don't blame you. So she goes up to first class, and like she came back, and um, she's just saying all the stuff that he told her, like, you know most beautiful woman I've ever seen and like all this stuff like craziness Coolio. and uh so we're getting ready to leave like she spends the rest of the flight with my friend and so I, I was like a couple rows behind him and I was like you gotta walk like we gotta walk through first class to get off the flight like you're gonna walk by Coolio what are you gonna say and he goes I'm gonna say something and I was like okay he goes I'm just gonna tell him best man won and I was like, dude, I don't want you to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you should. Like, I don't know. We I'm live guilty together. by association. Like, yeah. like, exactly. So he gets the first class, and he goes, oh, I got, even, I got an even better one. And I was like, okay. And he just goes, I swear to you, he says this. He goes, hey, Cooley, best man won. Hey, Cooley. That's better. That was way better. <laughs> and I was right behind him. I go, Cooley? <laughs> what? And like Coolio's surrounded by oh, yeah. Urkel and yeah. Yaga Urkel. All celebrities. Urkel stands up and he's like, What's up, dude? What's up? Urkel's like, You're gonna let him talk to you like that? And so you could like the look on Coolio's face was like so we get off the uh, No one talks to Coolio. Seriously. So we get off the plane and uh the girl's like dragging her carry on and, and my friend goes, You want me to carry that for you? Like trying to be a gentleman. And uh Coolio like sees this as he's walking out and he he walks with my friend and he goes if I ever see you again, we're going to have words. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> That's cool. Dude, no more. And uh, so he got the girl's number, um, texted her like a week later, and was they were talking, and I guess the girl had gone to Coolio's house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, so, it's like, really tough to be Coolio. So, like, no, it's Coolio. And, like, my friend never went out with her. Like, she Yeah, was, but like, still props to your right? roommate. Like, well, Dude, it was. The I was Cooley. like so proud of him, but I was just like, we're gonna die tonight. We're gonna die. Today's the day. Today's the day. Like the uh, cooling line was not a great addition. No. No. But I, props to him. Props to that guy. I wouldn't have said I, anything. No way. Yeah. <laughs> he. I mean, the whole way you could see him like psyching himself up to do it. Like he's like, he's like yeah, here we go. Yeah, this, yeah, is this is it. It's my moment. Oh, it was crazy. That's hilarious. That's oh my god, freaking Coolio. That's. that's but the nice. way he like, he just kind of leaned in and was like, if I ever see you again. And I was like, oh. So this was Keith? 
Coolio talking to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. And he's just Damn. he's just like that. And it, but like it's funny because because I'm pretty sure Keith's response was like, "What? What?" Like yeah. his voice went really <laughs> high. Like, what? I, I don't know. I, 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 that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. The um, I not like totally similar, but similar vein. I was Quinn couldn't make it, but I drove to Canada this summer. Okay. With a bunch of the kids from Emerson. Because one of our buddies lives in Toronto and he's pretty, you know, affluent. Yeah. And uh, we've somehow found ourselves at this like private pool club place yeah. in Taiga. You know, you know Taiga. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was performing, and it was it was like an amazing place. Obviously, we were a bit out of place. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it was just like, how are we there? I like but, those moments where you're like, no, I don't know how I'm exactly. here. Exactly. It was super cool. But so anyway, like he's performing. Everyone's going. He performs like three songs. Taiga's like. Not good. But oh, like, no. There's, there's like, three songs that are, like, fun, I guess. I couldn't right name setting. one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I had this this girl on my shoulders who was, like, okay. super cool. Yeah, it was great. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the, super cool. She was yeah. a great, great gal. One of the hey, best. Hey, guys. So cool. Yeah, yeah, she's no, such right. a good person. I was dying under the weight. But, like, the Right, right. You can't let her see that. Oh, this is awesome. One of the best videos. Staying up there for another song, huh? Okay. And then Tyga just goes, all right. Wrap it up, Tyga. <laughs> All the ladies like get on the stage, and she was like, "See ya." I was like, "All right," <laughs> and they all just they all just went on the stage and like one by one just started like dancing with him, and then they all just stayed up there for the rest. And like his massive like like the three most large human beings I've ever seen in real life, his like bodyguards like all like lined the stage yeah. and just stared at the dudes, and we were so we were all just like. Hey, so what are we doing? Yeah, because <laughs> we're all, it's all just dudes, and we're just like, what's uh, what's going on now, guys? <laughs> so yeah, it's damn. That sucks that you put in all that work, and then, right? Like, that's like, a literal, decent, like, decent physical workout. Yeah. Oh, for sure, a great video too. Out yeah, there. I mean, that video is an all timer. Yeah. So uh, I, wild. Last weekend, I went to Boston with my wife, like just for the weekend, and we staying at this hotel. I pull into the valet of the hotel. Suddenly, I'm boxed in by these two, like, tinted-out, like, Lincoln SUVs. Which are married, probably. Well, so I didn't know this at the time, because I, I try to keep up with rap as much as I can, because mm -hmm. I love it so much, but I, there's a lot of... I just can't. There's a lot now. There's, there's a, lot, a lot, and there's a lot of guys I don't like, so I don't venture. Right. But, so evidently, this was Lil Durk. Really? So Mickey Lil went Durk, to his show. Yeah. That was, this <laughs> yeah, is yeah, that yeah. night. Yeah. Well, this is last Friday night yeah. at the Garden. They're playing. Yeah. So he comes out with, like security guards like you were talking about Massive. he gets in the, the SUV behind me and I'm like I just want to park my car but like I can't move yeah. they've boxed me in and one of the security guards like you gotta move and I'm like I, I, I promise you to. I want to I promise <laughs> no one dying wants to I move just, more than I, to I move right and the now. guy in front of me was with them all he had to do was move forward I could have moved to the side mm -hmm. so I see his head come out the window he's like Yo, you gotta move. I'm like, dude, you're in front of me, and I, I but I didn't want to be like yeah, disrespectful. Right. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know who this is, but I know he's famous, and I know these security guards are big. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, this like little tiny valet guy comes out and just starts directing them, like yelling at them, That's like. Sick. And I'm like, thank God, this what guy came out. Yeah. And he, he got the guy to move up, and I moved that guy, to the this side. Guy could be a man. And like, it was crazy. Like, my wife was like. How, how are we gonna get out of here? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm boxing. I don't, I don't think know. we are. <laughs> I don't I know what to do. Once again, this could be it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is the hilarious. second time a rapper yeah. might kill me. That's <laughs> so funny. But like, I didn't really know who he was. But like, because then, then on Monday uh, when I went to class, uh, Wolfie had pictures from the concert. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's the guy. That's the guy. That's and he's like, what do you mean that's the guy? And I'm like, I fucking hate that guy. Was he late? <laughs> the, was he late to the show? Because I think I'm the reason. Yeah, I'm the reason. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
Where are you That's staying funny. in Boston? It was the Hyatt. We went. We went to see Hamilton, uh-huh. so it was like right in that theater district, the Hyatt oh, cool. Regency. Yeah, that's like where. Um, yeah, that's like it was right here. Four minutes yeah. from yeah. where I live. Yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Wow. Cool, yeah. I don't have any cool celebrity stories. I have the like, time. Although I did, yeah. I was visiting Matt in Boston one time. Got a burrito, and I was just walking through the park, and I see coming my way another massive human. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, that's a big guy. And then I'm like, oh, as he's getting closer, he's wearing full, like, Bulls gear. And I was like, oh, that's uh, Nikola Vucevic, the really? center. Yeah. And I walked past him. I just go, sup, Vuce? And just, like, dapped him up and then just kept walking. I was just, like, eating my burrito. <laughs> my buddy he's was like, like, he's like, what is up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> my buddy was just, like, just text us and was, like, back. And he was like, you guys never guess what just happened. And we were like, what, you good? Just sent me, like, a selfie with Brad Beal in 7-Eleven. Yeah. Right sweet. outside my dorm room. Yeah, that is yeah. sweet. And he was just, like, like, like Brad Beal. Yeah. Brad Beal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a good thing.